Tonight on the podcast, I try to talk Lance into getting on a submarine <laughs> and that, you know, $200,000 isn't that bad to see the Titanic, Lance. All right? I can see it for $7 at the movie You can theater. do it. <laughs> go, go meet Jack and Rose up close and personal. You know? Yep. <laughs> Welcome to my party. We're just getting started. A life is a dream. It's Friday night, Phoenix, and you're locked in to the best damn podcast whenever we're on. <laughs> that is the Absolute Podcast. I'm Matt. I am Lance. I was gonna say we were off last week because we were heading to to uh I don't even know where you go to see the Titanic, but California and our trip got canceled. <laughs> it's definitely not in California. You'd have to where, go where is it? Where did the hell the does East that thing coast? It's off it the, the coast, coast of Newfoundland. Oh yeah, okay. so you yeah, I don't even fucking like know. Past New York and yeah, we're going to California to see the Titanic, Lance. Good job. I have no fucking idea. It was 1912 when that shit... At least I know yeah. that much. <laughs> it's all right. That joke didn't play well anyways because I stumbled through it because I'm out of practice on this. You're like, oh, Titanic. Oh, man. Max is in the comment section. I'm trying to figure out why he's not on the fucking show. Get your dick anymore. out of your hands and come be on the show. He doesn't do this anymore. It's like I'm too podcasting is so beneath me. Yeah. I'm too good for podcasting now. All I do is play Star Wars and Harry Potter and sit there and and buy appliances for my house. <laughs> I feel bad. He's texted me twice and I haven't texted him back yet. Oops. That's that's normal. I don't know how that's <laughs> not normal. I saw it like right before coming on the show and I'm like, fuck. I'll text you. Then three days later, you'll respond to my text. And it's like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so then I have to go back and read what I said to you to be like, understand what you're talking about. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a really bad texter. I fucking hate texting. It's the bane of my existence. I'd much rather talk on the phone. But then I call people and I talk to them on the phone and then it's just fucking awkward because they don't like to talk on the phone. So <laughs> I'm in a lose-lose here, dude. Yeah. But let's get it started. We got a good show for you guys tonight. We're going to talk about Flash, full spoiler reviews and thoughts on Flash. That's why I wish Max would come on here because out of the two, three of us, he did not really like Flash. Um, we're going to talk about our first reactions to Craven the Hunter, the trailer that leaked and that probably should have just stayed hidden. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, San Diego Comic-Con news because I feel really, really bad for Lance. So let's go ahead and kick it off into some geek news. Geek news! Geek news! That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I, tr I quadrupled my voice and changed the pitch to each one. I'm fuck I'm pretty fucking talented, Matt. I don't know if you know this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> In a pullout game that's stronger than Lance's, major studios are pulling out of San Diego Comic-Con this year as Marvel Studios 
has already pulled out. Sony, HBO, Netflix, Universal, all to skip Hall H presentations at San Diego Comic-Con this year. And fears of repercussions from the the sat or screen after and uh, writer strikes going on in Hollywood. They are definitely taking um taking big hits this year. I don't I don't get it, dude. So who are they striking against? It's not the movie studio. Like who has to say, "Oh, this is the new agreement." Like who is that? Because so, all the actors are backing up the writers. So it's well, not so the screen it's sections. Field. So like it well it is because so I guess their contract is up soon the actors contracts are up soon so it's like they they have to strike deals with the studios so you have the directors the directors only agreed to a deal and then you have the writers and then you have the um actors and so the actors are kind of just standing with the writers in solidarity um to get paid but yeah you got to get the so they're waiting on the writers to to sign and i want to say the actors um the sag after strike i think they have till the 30th i want to say to yeah get a deal yeah so they're it's like they're on strike but they're not on strike the way i understand it because it's like june 30th is like the cutoff date and then they're like really on strike i guess <laughs> for the actors yes the the writers oh, for are the actors so actors are really oh, okay honest. yeah so who who are they negotiating with the studios in Hollywood. So I guess I just don't understand. Like, aren't the studios like losing a ton of money by not, I mean, cause they're pushing like release dates back and, and there's people not working. I don't fucking get it, man. So yeah, so Cindy Comic Con 2023 will have significantly fewer panels this year as companies pull out ahead of the potential SAG after strike. Currently, the industry is being rocked by the ongoing writer strike, which began on May 2nd, when negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Productions failed to reach uh, a compromise that uh, offered writers fair compensation, among other pressing issues, including streaming residuals and restrictions on use of AI. The Screen Actors Guild, SAG AFTA, is currently approaching a potential strike as well, should negotiations not be completed by June 30th. So, you know, Marvel's no surprise to me because they're playing damage control between what's going on with the actor that played Namor's allegations, the Jonathan Majors court date to start weeks after Comic-Con and the writers at the writer stuff, they have nothing to show. I've like everything shut down. So they have nothing to show at this panel. So it doesn't surprise me that they haven't, that they backed out um what's really shocking to me is out of everyone that's backed out sony netflix hbo um you you haven't seen and i I think that's probably why we got the craven the hunter trailer now because that most certainly probably would have been comic-con stuff you haven't heard about dc yet so well they don't explicitly say disney either it's just marvel right well the big Marvel presentation is what everyone comes to see from Disney. Um, right. But Disney, it's possible like Pixar and Disney and stuff could be there in some capacity. Marvel said they're doing like a booth. Well, Marvel, so Marvel comics will still be there. 
So they'll still have their booth inside, but like their Hall H presentation, which is like the big media presentation right. that everybody comes to see, is is what they're not going to do. Right. Which I'm kind of bummed about because right because your first son last year yeah your first san diego you're like oh man i need to get, want to get in that marvel panel and want to see this marvel stuff and then they're like oh well by the way we're not going well my whole thought process was they're potentially going to announce the fantastic forecast and i'm like that's i want to see that fantastic four is like one of my fucking favorite yeah i thought for sure characters and now it's you know fuck you lance I've seen across several platforms. I thought for sure that they would announce um, the that casting there, but I bet you it'll be D23. But I mean, it makes sense if all these the you know actors and stuff are going to go to on strike, they're going to go be on the picket lines. They're not going to be coming to San Diego, and they're not going to do press for San Diego. Right. But Paramount will still be there, so you're going to have all your Nickelodeon stuff. You're going to probably get. Some good looks at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. That'd be cool. I'd like to go see that. So you know, get some get a new trailer, or maybe they'll don't they like usually show like the first 15 minutes of the of the movie sometimes because it comes out in August. So it comes out like two weeks after San Diego. Right? Uh I believe so. By the way, I'm hearing excellent things about that movie i am too but i still am very cautious for, for me like the voices it's the voices dude the voices don't fit the turtles it, it's weird it's so i agree with you it's it's weird because they made them actually like teenagers um but i am what's the word i'm looking for i am um it's like Mikey should have like the highest pitched voice and he's got like a super deep voice. It's weird. Yeah, who's who's weird playing him? It's uh Shannon Brown Jr. The one that's weird is the is Brady Nunes Raphael. He throws me off. The the kid from Mighty Ducks game changer. I like his Yeah, I think I like his Raphael. But um it's Donatello and and Michelangelo that throw me off. I'm um I'm kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Like based on how they look is making me cautiously optimistic. No, it's making me <laughs> uh, disregard the voices a little bit more. Oh. Right. Because the Michael Bay movies, the two that came out, the voices I thought were better, but because they looked like shit, I'd rather them look like the Ninja Turtle should look. I guess I, I think I can get past the voices just because now if they looked bad and the voices were bad, well, then this movie's going to suck, but I get the rationale behind it. They're supposed to be teenagers. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Let's cast teenagers. Although the kid that plays Donatello looks like he's eight. Yes. <laughs> like how old And why am I not surprised that James Marsden is in this movie in some capacity? Who is he playing? It doesn't say. Uh, Jackie Chan's throwing me off as Splinter. Not his yes, voice that, so the, much. The, no, the voice throws me off too. For but sure. he's got like an afro. Yeah. It's it's fucking weird, dude. Like this is I'm trying weird. to figure out why a rat has an afro. But Lionsgate. This kid is. 
Lionsgate sitting out on the film side, but they're still going to be there with their TV stuff. Um, they'll have three shows at Comic-Con with panels at the top, rated CBS Comedies Ghosts, a John Wick prequel event series. The Continental will be there. Um, and you're going to have, you know, I'm sure all these other studios will step up and have bigger presentations now. Um, the DC one, man, like that's the one I'm really hanging on. Like you really you think James, James Gunn's Gun going to come. News. Yeah. James Gunn's going to come out and say, look, this is what we got. Cause remember they only, when they announced, they only announced the first half of the movies for DC for their, their gods and monsters slate. So there's still more to announce. So does James Gunn come out swinging and say, listen, like I'm a director, I'm a writer working on these projects. So we're going to go ahead and just announce this stuff and go with it and see what happens. And what, what have they announced already? They've announced Superman, Batman, Creature Commandos. Well, they've announced a lot already. But there, swamp there's like thing. Swamp Thing. But there's like six things that they're focusing on, right? We talked um, about it a few, like when they made the announcement, like yeah. here's the movies that we're doing. Um, but Peacemaker season the two. Authority. The Authority. Superman Legacy, The Authority, Batman, The Brave and the Bold, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, Swamp Thing, Creature Commandos, Waller, Booster Gold, Lanterns, Paradise Lost, and um, of course, uh, Peacemaker season two. So 11 things, including Peacemaker. Um, I mean, DC has normally held off and done their DC Fandom event and announced stuff at Fandom. So I don't know if they're going to do that this year because I, I thought, didn't Fandom get canceled? Yeah, after the purchase went through, I don't think they did it. Because I know they did it two years in a row. And then during COVID, then I want to say like once they got the purchase went through, it got canceled. I don't think it ever, like, you remember all those DC fandoms. Was there anything? It didn't have nearly the, the same amount of fanfare that San Diego has. Well, no, because it was all digital. It was all, like, online, so it wasn't the same. But it, it ended up being, like, just this one big, long presentation you watched. But you but got, even the like... Disney one, even the Disney one was bigger than the DC one. Like, they just, they showed you more. Like, they showed you a few trailers like i remember watching the video of of kevin feige he's standing there and he's talking about all the movies coming out and stuff and the, there was a couple drops like oh by the way kamala khan's gonna be in well that's so that and... was a that was a san diego presentation it was during comic-con that they oh was that comic-con or it was d23 or it was the, maybe it was the investors i can't remember but yeah they put this whole presentation together like that and stuff too because i remember the one year during covid they did the Comic-Con online and that's when they dropped the trailer for New Mutants. Yeah. And so, like I said, you're still probably going to see stuff from, like, I'm sure you'll see more about X-Men 87 or 97. I'm sure you'll see more about what Marvel has on the TV side of things and and stuff like that. They're just not going to put on their giant Hall H presentation. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, like, what actors will actually show up for san diego now um Let's cover the address badge the second badge came in oh did it yeah the today. press one came in mm-hmm. 
So we're going to do a live unboxing of the badge. <laughs> <laughs> Unbagging, I guess. Let's make sure there's no uh, things on here. That but There you go. That's what the badge looks like. Does it say press? It does say press. Is there a little and, like press? Yeah. Yeah. And then we yeah. got. Here's the regular attendee one. Same thing. I don't understand why they didn't ship these together. Probably because it's two different departments that do it, huh? Maybe. But still, man, like you're going to get to go experience your first San Diego. Not everybody goes into Hall H, so it's not really that big a deal. Like, but Marvel, there's like, it's it's hard to get in there if you're not like, you're still right. It fills up. There's still going to be like all the Marvel stuff there that like comic book wise, and you'll still see like all the stuff from the MCU, like props and all that craziness. They just won't have the big Saturday panel. Right. It's a bummer, man. I, I want to experience that because every year I get this like FOMO, you know, waiting for stuff. And then they're like, oh, they showed the first 15 minutes of fucking Infinity War or some bullshit. And I'm like, dude, damn, dude, I want to see. Or they San showed Diego. a trailer, the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer they showed. This will and be we didn't get it for months later. Sixth trip to San Diego. And I've only done the Marvel I only went in the Marvel Hall H panel once. But you you were there for Guardians, weren't you? The volume. Yeah, three? that was last last summer, yeah, for Guardians. So I got to see Guardians early. I got to see the Wakanda Forever trailer. I got to see the Ant-Man and th- Ant-Man Quantumania trailer. I got to f- see the teaser for um Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Which that's catching a bunch of shitstorm right now for using AI for doing exactly what the writers are are the writers are fighting against yeah it's i mean they didn't write a script they just did the intro but right but they don't want to they don't want the use of ai in hollywood that's just i get it i get it right but here's the thing like normal people are going through that same thing like when's the last time you walked into a mcdonald's and they didn't have the robot uh, or the computers where you can place your own order and stuff like it's happening across all industries. What makes them think that they're special? That it wouldn't happen to them? Nothing. It's just I don't know. I mean, all yeah, I know you're is part that, of it. Go ahead. I'm just saying. All I know is that after all this time, when you get paid, if you get paid and you get everything you want, you better come out swinging with some fucking heat because. If we have to keep sitting through these god awful movies, and you're getting paid more money and more royalties and more all this stuff, like come on, man, you got to step your game up. Well, that probably leads us into the uh, shit show that we witnessed a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was—I don't know why I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to catch the most consistently inconsistent show on the internet. <laughs> yeah, man, it's hard. I don't know why I was so pissed. Because did any of us expect this to be at all good? No, not at all. But it's and then I see the trailer and I'm pissed. And I'm like, wait, I thought this was going to be bad. Why am I upset? <laughs> Dude, I think it's just because for me, it's like you Craven's last hunt is such a badass storyline, and you wait for. 
this character to to make an appearance in a Spider-Man movie and just be a badass and then they make him like they made him a I'm, fucking animal sympathizer. Yeah, I'm protecting animals. I'm hunting the people that hunt animals and So explain to me. Explain to me because I know you and I talked about this. So I'm just saying explain to me rhetorically cuz we already have had this conversation but in in the title right there villains aren't bored they're made, right? So they're basically teasing up at some point that this dude's going to fight Spider-Man. What is his reason for fighting Spider-Man? Is Spider-Man killing animals? Is he is he fucking Ted Bundy in the back like and he's tying bottle rockets to kittens and shit? Like what is his <laughs> what is his fucking reasoning for hunting Spider-Man if he's an animal lover? Like Yeah. He's hunting people in the trailer for poaching animals. It's a long stretch to say, oh, Spider-Man is now a target because he's. Why? 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 Why change him? I'll be the first to admit in this picture right here that's on our screen, the poster that they released. He looks pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, the the poster that he looks cool, but he doesn't even look like Russell Crowe sounds and looks more like Craven the Hunter than Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. And why Aaron? I don't, dude, I don't know this, what they're doing with this movie. I don't know how it's going to tie into to Spider-Man. And he's like, he's like, oh, well, you know, I can't wait to have the, when I face off against Spider-Man on the big screen. Why? Like, why would what? you? Yeah. What? Because at this how point, you're sounding like this? an ally. Yeah, you sound like an anti-hero. Like, so what is it that Spider-Man is going to do that's going to turn you on his trail? Like, Craven was always the guy that was in it for the thrill of the hunt. And that was the whole reason for going after Spider-Man, really, is because Spider-Man rep represented that ultimate hunt, that that foe that is outclasses him, who's a little bit quicker, a little bit stronger, you know, than, than he is. So he goes after that, that big game hunter, he wants to beat Spider-Man to prove himself the best hunter in the world. Because and, nobody else has been able to kill him. Right. So what's, what's his motivation going to be to do that in this movie? Well, and they give him... Like, is it going to be like you're going to cut to a scene of, like, J. Jonah Jameson in the Daily Bugle online showing Spider-Man swinging through the city and, like, kicks a puppy? <laughs> you know? Or, like, he's web-slinging and accidentally hits a bird? Like spider-man uh internet or viral video says he likes dogs more than cats motherfucker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking stupid dude like i don't understand sony like what are they doing they're making a spider-man or spider-woman movie right they're mm -hmm. they have the venom franchise they have I think they're just trying to catch lightning in a bottle and like oh it worked with venom let's do the same thing with these other characters the reason it worked for with Venom is because I've guaranteed more people know who the fuck Venom is than Craven the Hunter or Morbius. Like that, they proceeded with filming Craven after Morbius just got raked over the coals and became an internet meme of people saying, release it back in the theaters. We missed the first one. You know, we missed we missed the first release date. Put it back in theaters. And nobody went and saw it again. They got fucking trolled on the internet. And then they well, go ahead and they're like, oh, we're going to make this movie anyways. Madam Web makes more sense. Spider-Woman makes more sense. 
it kind of makes me wonder if this is like a tipping point to who the villain of the next Spider-Man movie is going to be because, you know, Chameleon is this, Chameleon is the original Spider-Man villain. Chameleon is uh, Craven's half-brother. Chameleon is actually the one that contacts Craven in the comics about hunting Spider-Man and helps him hunt Spider-Man. So I just kind of wonder if this is a tipping of the hat to okay, well, Chameleon, it's setting up that Chameleon is going to be the bad guy in Spider-Man 4, and somehow the events of Spider-Man 4 are going to connect to this. And Here's my problem with that. And I and I think I agree with you. He's going to fight Chameleon, throw Chameleon in jail, or Chameleon's going to get hit by a bus or something. We don't fucking know. He's going to die. And then Kraven's going to be like, my brother! And then go fucking fight Spider-Man. That's what's going to happen, right? I mean, I mean that based on your on your uh, theory, that's the only logical thing that could happen for him to go fight Spider Man. He's gonna Chameleon is going to pretend to be Spider Man and do something that sets Craven off, and then so Craven comes after Spider Man because of it. Then you're gonna have this whole, huh? So he dupes him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I what I was like, my problem with that is that. Wasn't it in the second? Which movie is the Vulture in Spider Man? Is it the first one? Homecoming. Yeah, then Homecoming. Don't we get a tease at the end of that movie of fucking Scorpion? Yes. Michael Mando. Yes. What the fuck is he? Why isn't he going to be in the fourth movie? Why are we jumping instantly to fucking Chameleon? You get a Scorpion tease in the first movie, and we've had two movies since that one. And Michael Mando, who? Bear in mind, had his fucking star skyrocket after his Breaking Bad uh, uh, stretch. Better Call Saul. Yeah, Better Call Saul, thank you. After his Better Call, he's he's more recognizable than he was when he played that quick little cutscene in Homecoming. Why don't we have... I want to fucking see Scorpion, dude. I don't fucking care about Chameleon. I don't... Uh, fucking dude. Or shocker, or fucking, I don't know. The rhino, and the rhino, dude. You want to know why they call me the rhino? No, nobody asked. That, Are you sure? How yeah. come they can't? Pretty fucking, sure. Like the end of that trailer when his skin starts to turn, it doesn't even look like a rhino. Like how his skin's turning, it looks like Korg from fucking Thor. It's like all rocky and shit. Like, when's the last time you saw a rhino, dude? They're smooth. Smooth as butter. I don't know. I've never been close enough to a rhino to touch it. You've never been to a zoo and like look at a rhino and you're like, oh, oh I've looked at them, but they they're like dry hippos. <laughs> it's just fucking uh I don't understand it. I hope this movie just bombs in a spectacular fashion and they just stop. They say, you know what, Disney? We're just going to be co-produce or co-publishers or whatever the fuck they call it for your Spider-Man universe. Just put our name on it, and we'll let you have the reins, dude. Like we'll help you fucking pay to to promote it or whatever. Like how they've been doing, and just we're going to leave all this shit to you. Here's well, Tom Hardy because I do think Tom Hardy's a decent casting as Venom. I just think those two movies are kind of meh. 
Oh, I hate saying that word. I make fun of Max every time he says it. Man. It's just, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, it just, Morbius. I mean, if the two Venom movies weren't enough, Morbius should have been plenty to show you your Spider-Man universe does not work without Spider-Man. You are changing these characters in a way that now you have to figure out a plausible reason why they're going to go after Spider-Man if you ever want them to be in a Spider-Man movie. So never mind the fact of a, of an end credit scene with Vulture coming in like, Hey, I, you know, let's team up or whatever. Morbius just established himself as kind of a good guy. Didn't he? Like, why the fuck is he going with the Vulture to fight Spider-Man? Like, a, like well, cause he's, it's from, he's from a different dimension or different universe. So, yeah, and yeah, they they shelved the Bad Bunny Al Morto movie, which kind of makes me think they were like, "All right, listen, we haven't started production on this one. Let's just hold off and see what Madam Web and Craven the Hunter does because we don't want to get it over our heads here." I think Madam Web might has the potential to be. I don't want to say better because that makes it seem like I'm I'm saying it's going to be the only draw better. I see people everybody I talk to when I'm like Madam Webb they're like oh I want to see that because Sydney Sweeney yep me <laughs> yeah you want to see no, her but of her, her sleepy face at least it has some mention of like a Spider Verse element right so there's something that's going to draw people in to see it other than fucking Sydney Sweeney you know what I mean or Dakota Johnson or whatever it has some spider element. So you actually, hopefully I'm hoping you'll feel an attachment to the spider verse through this movie. Craven, the hunter judging by the trailer. If you don't know who Craven, the hunter is, you're not going to go see this movie. General audiences go and see Spider-Man like no way home did gangbusters for Sony. I think it was, wasn't Spider-Man two the uh, the tom holland spider-man 2 what was that one called far from home far from wasn't home. that sony's first billion dollar movie uh i think so and disney's had what 20 yeah like <laughs> star movie. wars marvel and pixar like toy story i think did a billion dollars didn't it the last one probably toy so story. sony's had one Spider-Man Far From Home, I think, was their first billion-dollar movie. The number two was No Way Home. So people went and saw that because they Spider-Man's a recognizable character. Like, people that, other than you and I, who know who Craven is, but, like, general audiences, my kids don't have any fucking desire to see Craven the Hunter. Unless I hype it up for them. Yeah. Which I am not gonna. Because it looks like shit. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The Bad Bunny movie, like, they haven't said shelved. They just said the release date was removed from schedule. So we don't know. Shelved. I agree with you. Because they came out and announced two. They came out and announced two new Spider-Man movies that release dates. And one of them was that El Morto's release date. And then they announced, oh, we're, we're shelving it. Which, if I'm back to my comment of recognizable characters, Craven's more recognizable than El Muerto. 
I couldn't tell you a single El, Mu- El Muerto storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. The trailer just the trailer just did nothing to excite me for this movie. It made me more worried than excited. Um it I mean, other than into the Spider-Verse, really like like you were kind of saying, they really think they need to just come together and agree and be like, listen, Sony, you can still do the animated stuff. We'll handle all the live action stuff and we'll just split this because Sony just does not hand it. it they just bomb everything they touch live action wise it bombs. Yeah. When's the, what was the last movie that Sony had that was live action that was actually like Ghostbusters Afterlife? Are you talking like um, non comic book movie? It's just in general, like uh there will bad boys for life ghostbusters afterlife okay so i'm looking at i'm looking at their movies right now they had 65 that i don't think really did anything oh, was that theirs just made me realize we weren't, we're not going to get a look at um i was hoping to get the trailer for the next ghostbusters movie since it comes out this year and i thought that for sure that'd be at san diego but nope how do you how do you fucking see explore all there we go so i'm looking at what's in theaters right now no hard feelings which hasn't been getting the best of reviews platonic which you said my, you hated my wife wants to see no hard feelings the machine which bombed machine the machine which i saw today i thought was pretty funny but the machine was on a budget of 20 million dollars it made 10 and a half. <laughs> well, it had a super limited theatrical release. Right. But I'm just saying, like, so far I'm going through this thing. I'm looking at live action stuff. Pope's Exorcist. Uh, George Foreman. Fucking uh, okay, A, dude. 65 with the Adam Driver dinosaur movie. Yeah father stew looks booty hole a man called auto which had some i actually really like that my wife and i watched that on netflix the other night it's pretty good um yeah i've been wanting to see that one but it didn't do gangbusters in the theaters no but again this was this that came out during a time where covid was still very people were still very uh reluctant it came out last like November. Yeah. When people were still very reluctant about going to the movies. Yeah, I guess. I mean, my wife wants to see no hard feelings. Uh, Lyle, Lyle crocodile. That came out a while ago, but I'm just looking for the last movie. I'm looking for the last movie that at bullet train kind of bombed in the box office. Yeah. I'm just looking for the last movie that co- where the crawdads sing bombed. I'm just looking for the last movie that did any good. It's probably going to be Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Yeah, and I think that's the only one. Uh, Men in Black bombed. Morbius bombed. Uncharted kind of bombed, right? But I mean, enough to no, do un- a sequel. Was, Uncharted was a bomb. I don't know if we're even going to get a sequel. They they greenlit the sequel. It made enough to to greenlight a sequel. I thought that's that's what I thought, but I might be wrong. Um, 
Uh, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, bombed. Trash. Looper, bombed. There's Ghostbusters Afterlife that I think did okay because they're making they fast tracked a sequel. Mm-hmm. Venom, Let There Be Carnage was box office dollars was successful. It wasn't really successful by critic standards. I mean, you look at their website, dude. One of their movies that they have on their thing, Never Back Down Revolt. It's like the fourth Never Back Down movie. (laughs) Escape Room, Tournament of Champions. Nice. They just, like, what are they doing, dude? Like, if I, whoever is in charge of Sony's movie studio, why are they not fucking fired? Why haven't they fired everybody that fucking greenlights these movies? Here today, Billy uh, Crystal, Tiffany Haddish. I didn't even know that was a fucking movie. Don't know, man. It just doesn't make sense to me. They've had a little bit of success in their TV shows because, I mean, they're the boys is from them. Um, well, the atypical. Boy, uh, still, that's more so like on their on the streaming service versus. Yeah, I think just, that has more to do with the who owns the rights in the streaming service versus the studio on that one. Yeah, you're probably right. The Craft Legacy, the sequel to The Craft, that bombed. I'm just I'm I'm really struggling to find anything that's not associated to a well-known comic book property that did well. And I and I put Ghostbusters in that same boat. But if you remember before Ghostbusters Afterlife, they made this stupid female reboot that everybody hated too. So Sony just mm-hmm. doesn't have over the last 15 years, what's their track record? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> so how how is it that we I'd say about 80, 20, 80 bombs to 20 hits? Like Warner Brothers, ATT had to sell or not ATT, who owns ATT? AT&T are they the parent company or is it like they were the parent company of Warner Brothers and then they sold Warner Brothers to Discovery right so AT&T sold off Warner Brothers but at least Warner Brothers from the DC movies like the DC movies were still pulling in money right like even Justice League that wasn't good did what seven eight hundred million in the box office yeah, I mean, it, it, as far like as far as like a normal movie goes, those movies performed well. But like when you're talking about like superhero movies, when you're trying to take down the big oh, boy I agree. Marvel, they're not. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But all I'm saying is, they were forced. Their hand was forced to sell off the studio, and they were actually having decently performing movies. I mean, they had Wonder Woman two that hit, or Wonder Woman one that went over a billion. So they were mm-hmm. making money off their movies. People were going to see them. Yeah. MGM that Amazon bought had the James Bond franchise. People were going to see those movies. So MGM actually had some successful properties. What's another one that sold recently? Disney bought Fox. Fox mm-hmm. had some Fox. I mean, they weren't like killing it, but they had some decently performing movies because the whole Fox searchlight, I mean, a 24 and Fox searchlight, movies were constantly being in conversations for 
Academy Awards and stuff, Oscars or whatever. A24, like they were, ex- yeah, A24, definitely. A24 more recently, but before A24 was a big thing, like Fox Searchlight was winning a ton of awards. They're, they're like their indie studio or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, But Sony, dude, one successful movie out of 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, like, like I said, it depends on what you look like to them. Men are to them. Uh, Bad Boys for Life was a hit that they fast that they're if you know, we'd probably already have the fourth one. If Will Smith doesn't get up on stage and smack the shit out of Chris Rock. <laughs> right. So and then, like you said, they're fast tracking Ghostbusters. They're trying to get their next Spider-Man movie out. Um. So it's I'm just still going down the line. Bloodshot, Bloodshot, oh, God, bombed. Terrible movie. Bad Boys for Life did well. Charlie's Angels, the reboot, <laughs> terrible. Jumanji, the next level. I don't even think that did as well as the first one. Did the Rock is it, the Rock's? I think the Rock's uh, flame has definitely uh, turned to embers. He is well, not the draw he once was. I agree. Why do you think he's back in Fast and the Furious? Mm-hmm. He, needs saying, a little, never, he needs a little jolt. I'll never be back in the Fast and Furious. I'll never make another one of those movies. And then here he is back again because he tried to, to take over the DC with Black Adam and swing and a miss there. You know, the Jesus, the last rock movie. I liked that he was in was Jungle Cruise. Yeah, that one was decent. I'm pretty sure a sequel's been greenlit for that one too. So, Angry Birds 2, the movie. They did they did come out with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was Sony. Zombie Land, that's Sony. Yeah, but you're but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is Quentin Tarantino fans. You're go see it in droves. That came out years ago now. Oh yeah, dude. That's how far I have to go back to start seeing some success. That's not labeled Spider-Man or Venom or Ghostbusters. Whiplash. Whiplash was a fantastic movie. Have you seen that one? The drummer movie with Miles Teller? Yeah. But then you got The Bravest. Fucking Overcomer. (laughs) Have you heard of any of these? After the Wedding. Cross. Rise of the Villains. And then Spider-Man Far From Home is the last one on this one. Men in Black International. Brightburn. No one went and saw that. I like that movie, actually, but whatever. The White Crow, The Intruder. Like, it's just... It's constant, constant failures. Remember a few years ago, I think you and I were talking about on this podcast that there was a rumor that Apple was eyeing Sony's movie they were studio. You know, Apple was trying to get into the the movie studio game and was trying to buy. Well, it makes studio. sense because Disney's killing them. Amazon's killing them. Amazon just bought MGM, which is a huge movie studio, one of the first movie studios. Disney has all their in-house stuff that they're making. Netflix, which is Netflix weird, Netflix has kind of tapered off a little bit, hasn't it? Amazon's kind of already had their own 
um, movie studio because they're putting on movies before. Oh, here's a movie that's going to be a fucking winner from Sony. Dumb Money. What is that? It's based on. It's a movie based on the uh, the GameStop the GameStop stock market fucking inflation oh, during COVID. No, it's a movie about the dude who bought game. The dude who kicked off the GameStop stock craze during COVID. Here's one that they got coming up: Equalizer Three. By show of hands, who watched Equalizer Two or remembers anything about it? Not me. Hey man, don't you disrespect Denzel like that, right? Dude, I love Denzel. Did anybody ask for an Equalizer Three? You leave Denzel alone. <laughs> I'm just saying the points being made. Knights of the Zodiac. Gran Turismo. That they are failing, that they are doing nothing to show people. They're saying this is a true story. The fucking logo is the video game. They nowhere in the trailer, any of the promotional materials does it say based on a video game or it, no, the video game. It's based on a true story though. No, I understand you know, that. But but they're using the fucking logo from the video game. Yeah. So obviously they're it's a video game movie. Like if this comes out and does well, it's gonna be like, oh, another video game movie did what right? All of a sudden it's gonna be, oh, this is a great video game movie. I think it's more so based on I think the only reason it gets compared to that is because the video game is the basis for the movie, but it's not really a video game movie. It's a, the true story of of this dude who, you know, played Gran Turismo and then they held that competition and he got in to actually be a race car driver. So, so it's more so like a, just a movie about the dude who played Gran Turismo instead of the actual game itself. So I had no idea that was even a story. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought this was like the story that inspired the video game or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> I had no. Oh, on their website it says based on the PlayStation Studios video game on their website. Well, yeah, but um, it's based on the story about the kid who actually had who actually went through this. Now, here's the th reason I might go see it. Isn't it says directed by Neil Blomkamp? Isn't he? Dude, yeah, he did District 9, Chappie. Oof. I, I like, like those District movies. District 9, but I'll, I can pass on Chappie. And I was I'm surprised. I showed I showed Chappie to my wife, and she actually liked it. I'm disappointed we never got District 10. Yeah, it's been teased for years. Years. I don't know, man. I just... Everybody should be praying that that somebody comes in and purchases Sony's movie studio. We need a few more bombs. They purchase it. Spider-Man rights revert back to Disney. Disney has full control over it. And then all is right in the world. I don't Marvel think it's going to happen, man. 100% control. I know it probably won't. But dude, who saw Fox getting sold? Nobody couple years before fox the, the news broke that fox was potentially selling nobody could have fucking called that uh i think the, the the writing was on the wall when they everything they were putting out was just bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb i mean they but. didn't they didn't have like 
like new mutants and stuff like that yes like a lot the the x-men stuff a lot of it um a lot of it a lot of those bombed but i don't think they had like huge bombs like what sony has i think it's just the norm now like the way people view movies and the way movies are viewed is changing like look at look at pixar dude pixar was always one of those studios that was a home run no matter what everything they put out was a home run and now everything they're putting out is bombing like elementals is just getting destroyed well i think a lot of that has to do and and i'm not trying to say that i agree with it by any means pixar went really really, especially with this new one elementals and no they didn't do strange worlds that wasn't pixar i don't think i think that was disney animation but they went really woke and we saw what happened to bud light we saw what happened to target we saw all these people boycotting these things like i think that's a slippery slope dude and i'm not saying i agree I, I i'm not saying i agree with the people that are boycotting it well but, no dude i do because they're targeting children with this shit i know but i'm trying to remain for the sake of the podcast i'm trying to remain neutral over here listen <laughs> leave the kids alone right i agree i agree but i also like, don't want hate mail <laughs> you're not gonna get hate mail like i understand element but like elemental is doing a non-binary character and yada 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 little kids don't understand that little kids don't care about the sexual orientation of a character like they're just there for a good movie i agree they're there to have a good time i agree it's not saying anything bad or taking shots at that community because like i said i i support you know if you're lbg community i support your decision i support what you do but leave the kids alone As as a parent it should be my call I agree about having that conversation with my, my children, my daughters, and I don't need some politician, some actor, some teacher at school, having that conversation with them or being forced down their throat. Like that's cool. You know, if, if that's your lifestyle and that's how you want to identify, that's more power to you, but don't shove it down fucking people's throats. And that's kind of how I feel like, they're changing all these characters to be gay or or trans or whatever just to feed into woke culture and like there's no need for that i think we're starting to see like you were just saying with the boycott of call of duty now bud light target what did call of duty do um so there's a streamer by the name of of nick Merckx who was responding to something and he came out and and made a comment basically kind of like what I just said, saying that, you know, tra- teaching kids to be trans and all that, it shouldn't be focused on, on anything sexual about sexual orientation should not be targeted at children. He and, said that? Yeah. And then basically oh. saying that, like, you know, quit pushing trans culture on my children. Quit pushing, you know, this culture on our children because it has no place to be in front of children. Let kids be kids mm-hmm. and figure this stuff out when they grow up. And he he pretty much said, the same thing echo the same thing that you know or i echo the same thing to him that you know as an apparent when it comes time if his kids he's gonna him and his wife will create a safe space for their child to where if their child feels different or wants to have these conversations they can come and have the conversations with him and his wife and they'll handle it the way they see fit 
and they don't need someone from a school or movies or shit like that pushing it down their throat. And I 100% feel that way about my kids. Like it's to the point where I don't know whether I want to put my kids in public school or home or have my wife homeschool because of that shit. Like I don't want that shit kids. I don't want that shit pushed down my kid's throat. Like Mm -hmm. if like, again, I reiterate, I reiterate, if that's your lifestyle, I support you. You know, I have nothing against that. It's just keep that shit away from children. It's not, the kids don't give a fuck about their sexual orientation. They're there to watch a good animated movie and have a good time. I think so, um, the kids that do care about it, it a lot of it is the parents that are teaching them that they should care about it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, a, so Zachary Levi was in the news for the same thing. He he followed some Twitter page of gays against um, uh, grooming or something like that. Yeah, um, and that's and that's got what blasted. it is. It's a an industry that is full and notorious for child grooming and pedophilia. Like look at the Epstein shit, you know, is that's what they're doing. They're grooming these children. So he basically said, leave the kids alone, stop grooming them. And so he had an operator bundle skin in call of duty. So after he made these comments, call of duty pulled his bundle and we're like, we don't condone what he said. We're about equality and we're about, you know, quality for everyone so we're going to pull his bundle and that caused an uproar of people you know that are like he did nothing wrong in in doing that you're protecting these people that he's speaking out against you're protecting these people that are grooming children and um so now every time they post a tweet they get just ratioed by hashtag leave the kids leave kids alone yeah and shit so they're getting right ra- all their twitter and tweets and shit are getting overrun by hashtag leave kids alone every time they post anything bud light the same thing like they caught a bunch of backlash target caught a bunch of backlash dude like i walk into walmart i i find the bud light thing funny because that not at all is targeted at children i mean that guy no that's I mean, not right that's not that hard. that guy is interesting i mean fucking tampax makes him the spokesperson for their product like i get that he's trans and he sees himself as a woman but that still doesn't change the fact that he doesn't have periods Mm -hmm. like i it's weird that guy is weird but it is a product aimed at adults and we have to like these people exist and i know people that are trans and are lovely people right Mm-hmm. One of my old bosses is 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 trans. He is fucking an awesome guy. And these people have to live. These people, these people, like, what happened to tolerance, right? Now, the kid thing is a totally different situation. Like, leave our kids alone. Like, Target was selling chest binders for children. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm like teaching kids to manipulate their bodies and well stuff and they like had that. uh devices to help tuck and then they moved into the back then they caught a bunch of shit that's what they caught a bunch of shit for is they were selling clothing to help kids tuck and now they've just moved to the back of their store and shit and like i said i'm not here to have a conversation or have this turn into a conversation about sexuality and you not being who you are and like again, I can't say it enough. I support you and who you are and who you, you know your sexual orientation and 
school you want to be in. I think you should feel comfortable in your body. And that's 100% your right. But it is also my 100% of my right as a parent to not want my children exposed to that at such a young age. I don't want them to be forced into thinking that, you know, the stigma that seems to be going around now is that it's not, you know, if you're straight, you're the enemy. And that's not the case. Like, I want my kid to decide who they are and they can love who they're going to love regardless. But I don't want them brainwashed or manipulated or to feel pushed into to being like this yeah i agree i agree um leave my kids out of it i mean we pulled our kids out of school my daughter nine years old came and said dad the girls were having makeout parties in the in the bathroom at their at their school and i said oh well, that's you're nine like right you think back to when you were nine matt mm-hmm. like girls had cooties at nine do you know what I mean? Nine years mm-hmm. old. Like, why the fuck are girls having makeout parties in the bathroom at nine fucking years old? Why are we talking about anything sexual orientation wise to a nine year old? Right. You know, like they're confused. They're about, you know, we were all fucking went through puberty and hormones and all that. That shit's fucking. It's not comfortable for anybody. Time, right? Nobody wants to talk about that. Like, you know. Yes, Aaron. They were girl on girl makeout parties, like during school hours. Even still, just remembering the horrors of sex ed classes in high school and stuff, and your teachers teaching that shit because your parents weren't, and it's not like that. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of it, like a lot of these people that are proponents for that, or they're pro that proponents, right? Am I using that term right? I feel like they they see it as teaching children tolerance, which I'm all for tolerance and I'm all for mm-hmm. loving your neighbor and stuff like that, right? Like I'm all for that. But teaching a five-year-old, because I've seen countless things on TikTok. My my five-year-old is confused in their body. Like, why are you putting that in their head at five years old? Like gender is not a typically gender is not in a five-year-old's like mind like let them decide right oh you my son likes to play with pink stuff okay he must be a girl no he may just like to play with pink stuff my sister one of them played with barbies the other one played with fucking pokemon and gi joes and shit you think my parents told my sister that she was supposed to be a boy? Uh, Craven is watching this, this conversation with his long. Yeah, eyes. how did we? Yeah, that's funny. How did how did we even get? Into I don't. This? I dude, I don't know. You were leading this train, and I was along for the ride. I was trying to avoid this conversation. Oh no, it was because I brought up um, how elementals is in in uh, yes. strange worlds bombed. In turning red, my sister had a big problem with turning red. Um, I didn't see any issue with turning red because they talked about like periods and stuff, and apparently that was taboo for for her. But I didn't see any issues with turning red. Strange Worlds was pretty tame. Like, there's one passing reference to the main kid being gay. There's like one passing reference. It's never talked about again. But now they're posting on Twitter like Disney unveils its first. Um, non-binary 
character. Well, yeah, does she's non, non non binary? Oh, she's a fucking flame. Yeah. Why is this a talking point? What I don't just fucking. But back to my point was like, why it's a children's film? Why does that matter? Right. Why, why? does sexual orientation matter in a children's film? It shouldn't. Like I even see trans and gay people coming out and speaking out and saying, you know, this shit shouldn't matter to kids. Leave kids alone. Quit grooming kids. Most of my friends Let them who be are kids. gay. Most of my friends who are gay. Whoa. Are, just because now, I didn't Max. say most of my friends are gay. I said most oh. of my friends that are gay. <laughs> they they've all told me the same thing. They're not they're not on board with the whole children thing. Like and it's it's amazing. I mean, you go on TikTok right now and you look it up, you see these people standing in front of their state congresses and stuff, gay people ripping up pride flags and shit. Like a large majority of that of that group is also pissed about this. So who exactly is fucking pushing it? Well, it to be honest, I mean, if you want to play conspiracy theorists, it sounds like Hollywood that's an industry that is notorious for being child predators mm -hmm. is trying to normalize this kind of shit so that these predators can come out into the light and they don't have to keep hiding it. That's the whole shit with Epstein's Island and all the shit that went on in, on there. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's an uncomfortable, we live in uncomfortable times, man. And like so long ago are the times when we were kids where all we worried about is being home before the street lights were on or, you know, our mom killing us if we got grass stains on our new pants or if we ripped a hole in our jeans or, yeah. you know, catching simpler. Yeah. The newest episode of Power Rangers or playing with our friends at the park. Simpler times, you know, not we didn't have to worry about, you know. Everybody has to be a winner and, you know, everybody. Has hey, how to long do you think and everything has to be fair? And, how do you th how long do you think it is till Power Rangers gets boycotted? Fuck if I know. It's I'm essentially a pride flag. <laughs> yeah. Surprised no one put that one together. <laughs> but, you know, it's. No, I, I draw the line, though. Like a lot of people, they were complaining about, you know, Ariel being black. Right. That girl, did a, that girl did a fine job. The movie wasn't good. But I have zero complaints about that girl. Like. I think where I start, where I, where I start to lose these people that are having this argument about the transgenders and the kids is those, a lot of those people are also the same people that are boycotting little mermaid because it's a black girl. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard when you look at like, I support gay marriage and I support people being who they are. And I support people being able to be comfortable in their own skin and stuff. I a hundred percent support it. But those are the same people that a lot of those people are, are the ones that are trying to push it on kids. And then I support 100% not pushing on kids. But a lot of those people are the same people that are saying the election was rigged and all this other bullshit. What camp can I stand in? Because all these people are so fucking extreme. Why are we so extreme? Why can't we form our own thought? Why can't we love each other? Like, I don't feel like it was this way in the 90s. Do you? When we were kids, it's was there so been. much turmoil? 
was there so much hatred for other people yes but it was kind of swept under the rug i think it's always been there it's just it's just swept under the rug and it's all in how you're raised like um yeah like joe stulin said our generation raised ourselves and as parents we overcompensate and put our kids in a bubble it's very true but i'm not i'm not a jedi said they were fighting about and they were fighting in vietnam when everyone was about love i'll say this everybody love everybody be tolerant teach your kid tolerance i will teach my kid tolerance of other people but at the end of the day kids need to be kids they don't need to be hounded about their sexuality. They shit does not need to be pushed on their throats. This shit should not even be talked about in schools. Not even until high school when they're older or, you know, they're going through the change. Should anything like that be talked about? Like teach them sex ed. That's fine. Teach them to be safe, whatever, but don't force them to, to, you know, it, it should be tolerance where you're tolerant of everyone, everyone and you accept everyone for who they are, but not forcing them. We love you too. Stumbling not forcing them to to conform one way or another in like it, it is it's we're in a culture where it's just people going well because you're this way and you're not the same as me you're wrong because you're a straight person and you are a straight male and you like vagina you're wrong or you know it, because you you identify as a man or a woman and not as non-binary or both or a potato you're wrong you know it's yeah. it's sad in a world where you're having a child and you release the gender of the child and you, someone you know people say oh well they how do you know it's a, yeah they haven't chosen yet or you know how dare you assume that child's gender motherfucker what are you talking about how dare you assume that child's gender like there's I don't want to say it. I don't want to say there's only, I don't want to get into that whole deep water of, listen, you can love everybody the way you want in, in shit, but like, don't fucking force that shit on my child to choose what gender they are. Yeah. So yeah. Someone just says, we're going to let the kindergarten teacher pick their genders. I just, I don't know, man. All I know is that when it comes to my kids, I'm going to teach them that there's some people that are different than us and it's up to us to love them anyways. Right. Like is identifying as, a, as Matt, he's Matt now. Like the only reason you should, well, you shouldn't ever hate anybody, but the only reason you should not like somebody is they fucking did something to you personally. Right. Like, or they did something that was like truly bad. But being gay is not bad. No, it's this is this is not a. I don't know how we, why we're still on this topic, but because we got into elementals <laughs> and a lot of these movies like failing, and then and then you have Craven, okay, and that, that's how that's how it went. Craven, the whole reason he's an animal activist is because it's seen as taboo for him to be some sort of hunter i guess it's okay for him to kill people just not animals right it, it goes right back to they, they they're putting a progressive spin 
on a character that is one of the least progressive characters in all of comics. Like, explain to me if if Howard the Duck, Howard the Duck movie, if that ever gets made, is are they not going to make him like a drunk womanizer? They already did, and they showed duck tits in it. Yeah, that that's the George Lucas one, but but that was also made in <laughs> what eighty nine. Let me let me. I'll help you out here, Joe. <laughs> He said, I've been I've had to stare at Craven's cross for 30 minutes now. Next slide, please. <laughs> I just I don't I don't fucking get it, man. I just don't get it. I just want to see a good movie without an agenda attached to it. The I only agenda see- I want is this guy hates Spider-Man, Spider-Man hates this guy, or Spider-Man's protecting somebody, and so they're gonna fight. Like that's that's the only fucking agenda I want to see. Right. Don't fucking make my Spider-Man. And 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 then taking race out of this, Miles Morales. I want to see Miles Morales in the MCU. Right? Ariel's black. I don't give a shit. That girl did a good job. The movie was right. awful, but that girl did a good job. Now you make Ariel a dude. Now we have an issue. <laughs> but the Flash. Right. Uh, the Flash did not. But I think. We well, we're gonna get into the flash right now, but I think um the flash is, let's get rid of this fucking thing. I think the flashes issue I just want to know Joden to know right here, baby. It's calling <laughs> your name. Just the crotchal region has just got your name on it. Across the Spider-Verse did. Across the Spider-Verse was banned in Pakistan, India? Where was it banned, Matt? But people are forcing that. I don't see where there was LGBTQ tones in that movie. No, but now, but apparently she's standing in front of a poster that says protect trans children or something like that. Where? When? When she's in her room. There's a poster that says protect. They put little sneaky things in there. There, One scene, Miles Morales is clutching his book and it says BLM on it. I don't fucking care. I don't care. But that fits for him because it's a cultural thing. Yeah. Like that that whole Black Lives Matter thing is it fits. Yeah, I agree. But she's standing in front of a poster that says protect trans lives, I think is what it says. Um okay, but that doesn't mean you can't be a trans supporter and support what these people are going through without it being a trans story. But that's like, my why issue. Why are you forcing your agenda on people? That's that's, that's my I'm issue. A lot of these people that are against the 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 grooming gay, or gays against grooming or whatever. A lot of people that are in that camp are also the people that just hate Dylan Mc whatever his name is for just being trans. Well, he's an adult. I don't care. Like, I do think we need to protect trans lives. I do think that those people don't deserve to die because they're trans or don't deserve to be discriminated against because they're trans. I do believe those things, but that's the problem that I was saying earlier is that is you, I can't associate myself with any camp because they all have these extremes on both ends that I don't agree with. Right. Leave our kids alone. Yes. But that dude became a woman. Like he's still a person, right? He's an adult. He made his own decision. But that's that's the problem is um, 
a lot of people. But guess what? He they, got to grow up and decide who he wants to be. Nobody forced him into that lifestyle. And that's what I'm saying. The same shit. Don't fucking groom kids. Let them grow up and decide who they're going to be. Your if, job as a parent is to make sure that they have a good life and to make sure they stay alive and get them from childhood to adulthood. If at 21 they come to you and be like, hey, guess what, dad? You know, dad, uh, I don't feel like a man. I want to I want to be a woman. Cool, dude. Good for you. But why are we fucking sitting here and glorifying and praising the mutilation of children and enforcing them to do that shit because you want to fit some kind of agenda? Fucking A, man. Leave these children alone. Let them be fucking kids. That's the problem with the world today is we can't let kids be kids. Well, here, here's the thing, too, that I think people fail to realize is, is we look at how long has the stigma of, you know, a lot of um, sex workers and things like that, which if that's what you want to do, I don't fucking care. But how long has it been the thing of, oh, daddy issues, right? Like when I was a kid, my dad abused me, so I did this. Or, or we see these people that rape children and it turns out they were raped as a child. All that is grooming, right? If that thing didn't happen to them, do you think that their life would have turned out differently? We all have You're, trauma. We all have we all have trauma. Seated childhood trauma that we bury down. But that, that's that what I'm trying to say. Lives. Like, that's it's... what I'm trying to say. Trauma and things like that happen. So if you tell a five-year-old, well, hey, I know that you were born a girl, but I think you're a boy. That is a triggering moment. Like, yes, it leave is. it, leave it out. Now, if right. my kid comes to me, they're 14, 15, 16. They said, dad, I, I think I'm in the wrong body. Right. I'm going to say, you know what? If you think that, I think your body's perfect. But if you think that when you're 18 and you want to make those decisions for yourself, I will always love you. That's the extent of what I would say. But let's, let's wait. Right. Let's wait for you to make that decision until you're older. But I'm not going to say, you know what? I've been thinking that since you were a kid my whole life, too. I, I from the time you were two years old, I thought you were a boy. Right. Who the fuck does that? I don't know, man. <laughs> That's why, like, you know, I want to raise my kids to be kids. I want my kids to enjoy being kids. Don't grow up too fast. Don't be in a hurry to grow up because nobody make you know. Enjoy being a kid as long as you can, man. And like I've said before on this podcast many a times, my kid will not get participation trophies. I'll throw that shit away. My oh, kid's yeah, going to learn happen. that you're going to get, there's winners and losers in life and not everybody wins and not everybody always loses. You know, there's, but you can you, work your ass off and try to win. Right. You have, and sometimes you might, you're there's times you're going to succeed and there's times you're going to fail. And that's life. Not everybody's a winner and that. And that's kind of where this world is heading. We're in a, a world now of just a bunch of soft fucking people, dude. And like I said before, if you raise your kids, if you are someone who's our age in their early to late thirties, if you raise your kids, the way your parents raised you, you're going to raise a generation of fucking killers. And I don't mean killers as in like murderers. I mean, killers as in they're going to run the world. They're going to go out there and get that job over the next person. They're going to work their asses off. They're going to know what it means 
to win or lose and, and have that drive and that determination to succeed and win. And they're going to take this world back over the fucking softies that were taught. Everybody's a winner and everybody gets a, a participation ribbon and you know, da 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 man. Like it's the, the problem that we have, we've gotten way into this, but the problem that we have is that there's a whole group of people that were taught that their feelings should matter to everybody else. Newsflash, they fucking don't. You have the right to be offended. I don't have to, like, I don't have to feed into your that the fact that you're offended, right? But we raised a bunch of people that think that, oh, I'm sad, and everybody else should realize that I'm sad, and everybody else should feed into the fact that I'm sad, or these participation trophy like you fucking don't matter I, I just don't fucking get it dude i don't i don't get it i teach my kids i'm like hey you know i i get you're feeling this way right and you're you're allowed to feel this way but you don't take that out on your mother or your siblings and stuff like that like you still have to be a functioning adult they don't have to bend at your every whim because you're sad yeah i, just, I don't fucking get it dude i, I just don't, don't understand it. why we live in a society where people get mad about people wanting to be their true selves you want to be you you want to be trans i support that just keep it the fuck out of away from my children and let them and me is there and me and my wife as their parents be the ones that decide how we're going to handle it if and when our child comes to us and says, you know what? I feel like I'm I should be a boy, or I feel like I'm in the wrong body, or I feel like I'm attracted to women, whatever. It it's for us to decide how we want to handle it. Not for schools. Mm-hmm. Keep that shit out of schools, not for the media, not for big corporations, not for big box stores. None of that shit. Just fucking everybody let everybody support people for who they fucking are. And the world will be a better place. There's a reason why if there's aliens out there, they don't want to fucking come here because we're too busy being immature little assholes and fighting about stupid shit amongst each other instead of trying to find peace and harmony. We're too busy about trying to start wars and fucking gender wars and hating people because they're a little fucking different. (laughs) It's not like Jedi says Max's thumbnail looks like he's gonna try and sell me a house. (laughs) It kind of does. Yeah. But all right, Flash. We talked enough about fucking Oh, that's what I was saying. That was my transition. I think I think Flash, there's a lot of people that that kind of fed into Ezra Miller's personal problems and maybe just chose to not see this movie. I think there's a small part of that. Yes, I I agree that. There probably was a small factor of audience who was like, oh, well, he's a bad person. And the fact is, is that he's acknowledged himself. I don't understand that. Trying to say nuggets are better than strips. Oh, chicken. (laughs) I, uh, I think like Ezra Miller, I kind of feel we, we've dogged on him a lot on this show. The dude has come out and said that he's suffering from mental health issues. That's facts, Joe. Hundred percent. I under. I feel you. Hundred percent, man. 
the, the dude has come out and said he suffers from mental health issues, that he's seeking treatment. I mean, when do we offer somebody a little bit of grace? Why does that matter into seeing this movie? Is where well, my... people put their per personal politics. No, I, I understand. It. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, why does that matter? When is it because you feel like you're supporting him by supporting this movie, or are you supporting the fact that you work your ass off throughout the week and you want two hours of escape to go watch a movie, but you're so fucking caught up in your own stupid bullshit that you're going to be like, Oh, I'm not going to go see this movie just because of the person Ezra Miller is. He's not portraying Ezra Miller on the screen. Did Barry <laughs> Allen do all this shit to people? Did Barry Allen commit all that shit? No, just because Ezra Miller is playing Barry Allen. Who's, you know, in a movie, you feel like, Oh, well, my personal bias is because he's a bad person. I'm not supporting this fucking movie. What did Michael Keaton do to you? What did the chick? Sorry, I, her name escapes me. But what did the chick Sasha who plays Supergirl? Is that her name? Do to you, like Sasha Kelly? Yeah, I agree, Joe. Separate the fucking actor from the role they're playing. This is what I tell people. I say if you, because I hear this from a lot of people. You being in Arizona, we kind of have some. We have large populations of bigoted people. Well, in my opinion, in, which is crazy because we're in a massive melting pot of cultures. We have yeah. a lot of uh, strong Hispanic cu culture out here. We have a strong Filipino culture out here. We have a strong African-American culture out here. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it, it's crazy. But I, I, I tell people when they're like, oh, I'm not going to go see this movie because because I don't like this person. And I'm like, if you looked at every single piece of art <laughs> that comes out, music movies anything there is going to be somebody involved with that that doesn't align with your beliefs or maybe does something to offend you so you might as well just not consume any art whatsoever mm -hmm. because there's always going to be somebody involved with these that doesn't conform to you right so, and it, here's my biggest issue is for a while we've been hearing people scream about cancel culture and this and that, like cancel culture is evil. Like can't Bill Maher was screaming from the rooftops, cancel culture is and wokeness and all this shit. Newsflash, both sides are doing it and it's getting fucking old. Yeah, it is getting old. Cancel culture is not a bipartisan issue both sides are doing it and it's getting fucking old yeah and we've all said dumb shit on the internet like there's so Especially there's us. fucking 357 or sorry 356 episodes previous of this shit that i'm sure i've said something fucking stupid on this show on more than one occasion that can be used against me but guess what i'm not big enough or celebrity to for anyone to give a shit so nobody looks at it so you know you can go back in anyone's Twitter timeline or Facebook timeline and see some stupid, ignorant shit they've said and use it against you. But why are you going to hold somebody to something that said 15 years ago when they were a James completely Gunn. different person? Exactly, James Gunn. You know, James Gunn is a perfect completely different person. Of that. Now, I can't do this. See, if I go to this route, my wife's going to call me a hypocrite because 
I I believe that yes, people with mental illness deserve help and they deserve a second chance and they deserve to get that help and to say, okay, I did this. I need help. I'm getting that help. I apologize. You know, I'm sorry. But it's that once they get that help and they choose to continue to act like that, I don't believe they deserve third and fourth and fifth chances. You know, if you're, if you really feel like you need help and you need to get help, get that help and do better and, and grow. I, I'm going to, I'm going to call out Joe's Doolin's comment here. Speaking with your wallet is different than getting a person fired or ostracized by society. You may, oops, you may be correct about that. But here's the thing how many people were calling for Ezra Miller to be fired as a flash? A lot. And those are the people that use the, use the speaking with your wallet analogy. And the other side does it too. Adam Sandler only coming out with Netflix movies recently. There's a reason for that. Rob Schneider. There's a reason for that. Dude, I, I'll tell you, when I left my showing of The Flash, the minute it was over, the guys behind me go, well, now that this is over, at least I don't have to see this dude as The Flash anymore. Okay. I liked him. And I hated him in the last movies. And I liked this movie. This movie was fun. I thought he was fun. There was no political bullshit in it, which I appreciated. I thought Supergirl was fantastic. I thought it was fucking smiling from ear to ear when I saw Michael Keaton in the bat suit again. It was just a good old-fashioned superhero movie. With no agendas. Right. It it was awesome. Now, we have, you and I, both have issues with some of the production of this movie. The CGI is makes Marvel look like fucking next gen. The CGI in this is awful. Yeah, and I don't know if I necessarily buy the whole, well, it was supposed to look like that because it's from Flash's point of view type thing. Always? Like, yeah. <laughs> I get you can make the argument of like, oh, maybe the CGI when he's in the um, Speed Force is supposed to look that way. But there are plenty of moments when the Flash is not in the scene and it still looks shitty. So let's put that argument out the window. The CGI was bad. It made She-Hulk look incredible. Like there's the part at the beginning of the movie where he's saving all the kids from the hospital. I was like, all right, maybe the, the CGI is bad on these kids' faces on purpose to the point where you don't feel like they're actual kids because the minute he stubs that motherfucker in a microwave, I could just met all the people that are like, Oh God, or, you know, up in arms about it. And I'm like, it looks fake enough where you can be like, that's not a real baby. It's, he's not it looks really, awful. You know, yeah. It's the worst I've ever seen. It would have looked better if he had a fucking baby doll that he put in there. It looks awful. And then again, when he's pulling the baby out of the microwave, it looks awful. Like even down to the clothing, which I get like faces may be hard, but clothing, like it, it was just bad. It was Warner is in cost cutting mode. This is their most expensive movie that they've made for the entire DC universe. Isn't it? Matt, 
They spent a shit ton on this movie. I think the issue that we're running into is that you got Ben Affleck to be in this movie. You got Michael Keaton to be in this movie. They probably had huge price tags attached. And Ben Affleck is in this movie for a grand total of, what, three minutes? They probably had huge price tags to reprise their roles in this movie. Maybe actors should maybe look at it a little bit and be like, hey, the more money I take from this is the less money that goes into actually making this movie good. (laughs) Gotta just fucking get it, dude. I don't, the CGI was just awful. But as far as like story and dialogue, a lot of people said that the goofy um, uh, Barry Allen annoyed them. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was a nice change of pace Barbarian from other. Who here has an issue with my statement saying that mental health isn't something that can be just fixed. If they have an experience with living with a loved one with mental illness, you would understand that contrary to the last statement. And they don't need countless second chances. The problems can't be fixed, only managed. Yes. And I do live with someone who has mental illness. And it you can manage it. And it's you're choosing to manage it. If you are get to the point where you feel like you're doing you're better and you choose not to manage it, how how many choice times do you get to let that affect someone else's life before they push you away? How many times do you let and- somebody choose to not manage it and choose to do that before you have to say listen for my own mental health and my own good and because you don't want to get help i have to remove myself from the situation yeah not only that like in a lot of those situations i mean look at bam margera like you could use mental illness and you could replace anything alcoholism drug abuse you could put anything in there that you if you if you're if you're addicted to drugs you're always addicted to drugs right but you manage mm-hmm. that you you stop doing drugs but you're still addicted Dak Shepard talks about it beautifully I love Dak Shepard but there's a point where now my involvement with you is dangerous mm-hmm. or your involvement with other people is dangerous Bam Margera has reached a point and I hope the dude gets help because Bam Margera is my childhood right i watched viva la bam i watched jackass growing up like bam margera is my childhood i hope the dude gets help but his family his ex-wife they've all cut him off because the dude has become dangerous right Mm -hmm. dak shepherd talks about how he almost died on a three-day binger to answer that, you would have to put a limit on the level of love you have for that person when it is the cost of helping no longer worth your love. No, but there, but it's not about I, your I love, think it's about safety. It's about How, safety. Are, are you going to be in an abusive relationship with someone who's got a mental illness and they abuse the shit out of you, but because they get help, you're going to c- continue to stick in that situation? It, at what point is it not just ha- not having love for that person, but also having love for yourself? Yes, like it, it's it, it a, a love for your your loved ones. What if there's a kid in it? What do you want your kid around that situation? No, you know it's different if they're being treated and they're 
treating them actively treating their mental illness but when people get to the point where they're like oh i think i have a mental illness in check and they don't and you know like you said mental illness is not something that's ever fixed it's managed it's managed for the rest of your life you don't get to a point where you're like oh i'm fixed i can stop taking my meds or i'm fixed i can do this and then amanda buying it and you you spiral you get manic and that's that's what i'm saying is that how many times do you let this person do that to you before you have to say, okay, I have to remove this from my life because it's a toxic. And you're still, here's the thing. You may be removing that person from your life. You're still hoping that they get the help, especially if it's your kid or a family member or, or a longtime friend, you're still hoping that they get their help. And one day you'll be able to, have them back in your life because they realize you don't think Bam Margera's family wants the dude to get help. His brother wants him to get help. Of course. The dude has been doing this for two decades. He's had these issues. You don't think all those people, if he started to get help and actually became better, would welcome him with open arms. Sometimes the only love you can give is tough love. You're not cutting that person out of your life. You're still hoping that they get the help that they need, but you are keeping them at arm's length mm-hmm. for your safety. I think, I think there's a big difference there. Like, I think that people see, Oh, you've cut this person out of your life. So you don't love them anymore. That's not the case. Like once you love somebody, like you love them, you know, especially if it's a family member. Or, or a child or a parent. But you also have to love yourself. So and in th- return, that person has to want to get help because you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. And just like you're supposed to love yourself, you're hoping that that person starts to love themselves as well. So I agree with what Barbarian Kung Fu is saying, but I, th- I think it's only half. I think they're only half right. Right. And my stance is purely coming from someone who was in an abusive relationship and they now justify this person being back in their life because they are getting help and are doing better. And you're like, okay, but if they choose and they've chosen the past to get to a point where they're like, all right, I'm, I'm good now. I feel good. You're never good. I don't need to take this medication anymore. And then they become manic again. That's where that's where my point's coming in as how many times, how many chances do you give someone to destroy your life or physically abuse you or what have you before or no, well, not sorry, not physically, physical or verbal, whatever it be. How how many times do you give a person that option to do that to you? before you say, okay, I have to keep you at arm's length. Like you need to go, we need to not converse for a while. You, I have a friend. How, why are you going to let someone, why are you going to let someone take you down with them? You know, like if they don't want to help themselves, what can you do? I I have a friend. Like Joe, like Joe Doolin said, it's a balancing act. I mean, it, it really is. Yeah. I have a friend um, from, you know, when I was, 17 or 18 or whatever he got heavy into heroin and methamphetamine and all these other drugs and stuff and um 
he he stole from me. He stole from me. He uh, hurt people that I loved, right? And and he's many years later he got clean. He went to jail, got clean in jail, has been clean ever since. But when I see him, I still, you know, hide my my. If he comes to my house, I hide my medication. I still like have that in the back of my mind that this dude once stole from me like that is that is not saying that i don't love that person that that all that's saying is that i'm protecting myself but i'm still w- having them in my life a little bit it's never going to get to the point where he comes to my house and i'm like oh here's all my medications i feel fine with it i don't know <laughs> i'm sorry i stole your first copy of mario 64 man max says i don't know i, th- I think um I hope Ezra Miller gets help. It sounds like he is. I think it's a shame for people to say that's why I'm not going to see the Flash movie because this guy did some questionable things. He didn't. He didn't kill anybody. Right? No, he just he didn't rob them and groom children and you know, yeah, he did. He did some unspeakable shit, but he he came out and said, "I'm in. You know, I was in a manic state. I suffer from mental illness. I'm getting help for it." And, cool like what about ben affleck ben affleck was a raging alcoholic when he was married to jennifer garner that's what destroyed their marriage look at robert downey jr yeah robert downey jr went to jail we welcome them back with open arms right air the movie that uh they just uh ben affleck just did with matt damon was a great movie people saw it robert downey jr Made millions and millions of dollars playing Iron Man for kids. We let him back in our homes. That dude went to jail. Like, mm-hmm. we're not saying it closes the door, but to say Robert Downey Jr. did something in the 90s that I didn't like, and now I'm not going to go see Iron Man. Fuck you, dude. I'm uh, me personally, I'm just a person who doesn't trust a lot of people. I keep my circle small and yeah. you know, if I will give you chances, but if you take that, ch- you know, if you're taking that chance and say, you know, well, I'm better now. And then your actions start reflecting my family or, uh, you know, start reflecting negatively on my family or having an effect on my family or my kids or me or my job or whatever then there's a weak link there that's going to go, you know, and doesn't mean I won't potentially let you back in my life, but it means that you're going to be put at a distance for a long time. Yep. And I'm, I'm a person who I have trust issues. I have had my trust in people broken huh, on several occasions. Yep. It's happened from people that are, are pretty close to me, you know, but you know, it it happened to someone recently on this podcast where we trusted them and then they broke our trust. So yep. it's very, as someone whose first wife cheated on him, as someone whose mother walked out on him, I openly have trust issues. And I d- don't trust a lot of people. So I give you the benefit of the doubt, but if you're going to you know, continue that bullshit, then you you can 
bugger off until you get your shit figured out. You know, I'll always be there for you as a as an ear to bend, but you know, your your direct contact with to me is going to be very, very, very minimal. So and I think you're right. I think you're right to have that stance. Uh so let's get back to this movie. <laughs> right. And just fucking going off on tangent after tangent after tangent after tangent after tangent. But so I think we can both agree our least favorite part of this movie was the CGI. Correct? Yes. Yes. Who do you feel was the weakest link as far as performance wise? Mm, I don't really think there was one. I think they all did strong performances. <laughs> they did. Yes. I thought it was I hilarious really... that Ben Affleck is featured in the fucking trailer and he's only in the movie for three minutes. And, um, his, uh alfred who plays alfred for him it's uh jeremy irons jeremy irons is in it for even less <laughs> yeah. um, i i i think the the actress who played supergirl did a phenomenal job i feel like michael Keaton i like was, her a lot honestly i if i had to feel like there was a sore a weak spot if i had to pick a weak spot i would have to say um probably zod but only well, in the Mike, sense that this is the third time they're going back to that Zod well. Yeah. In these movies. Iris isn't in it enough to me for me to consider that it was a weak performance. Just for well, you. What Joe. happened? <laughs> I think just go Joe one to see Craven's dreamy eyes again. Um, do, wouldn't you agree with that? Like Iris isn't in it enough for me to really have an opinion. No, she's in the beginning and in the end. Yeah, she's in it for maybe a total of ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's um, honestly the weakest performance in this is the CGI. <laughs> it is, and I'm not saying that the, that the actor who played Zod did a bad job. I'm saying like to me, it's Michael the Shannon. weakest perform. It, Michael Shannon, thank you. It's the weakest performance is because we're going back to this well already. You know. We're going back to this Zod well again. I can agree with that. I, I think it's Michael Shannon. And I and I think um there's I have issue with Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon, shortly after this movie came out, there was big news about how he turned down Star Wars because he's not he doesn't believe in the big franchise films and stuff. You can tell he's phoning it in. I've seen him in many things. And in each one of these movies, Man of Steel, um Justice League. Is he in Justice League? Um, no, he's I in know, Batman, Superman, Batman versus Superman, and the Flash. He's phoning it in. You can tell he's there for a paycheck. And Bug is so amazingly disturbed. Michael Shannon's a great actor, but he sees this as beneath him, and it shows. Well, I think it's too. He, I've seen an interview with him where he said that he had such a great time playing Zod, and that. Zod was such a great character. He was like, I don't understand why they keep bringing him back. Just leave him alone. He died. Leave it be. And he said there was a time when Nolan came to him and was like, all right, so we're going to have you come back to play Zod in this movie. And he was like, why? Why are, Why is Zod coming back? Zod was a great character. He met a fitting end. Let's leave that alone. So I think he did a great job of Zod and Man of Steel, but every time he's had to betray him since then, 
yes, he is. It feels like the quality of his acting has gone down. And even so, even here, like it just you you kind of got the feeling that they tried to go like Superman two with Christopher Reeves, where they had the the big hulking Kryptonian and the female Kryptonian and then Zod and and then you know those two kind of just got destroyed over and over again, and then Zod was the one stomping ass in. I just felt like Zod in a movie that's very much supposed to be centered around Barry Allen in the flash. You didn't need Zod. Yeah, I agree. There could have been a different threat. No, he's in, he, I'm pretty sure he's in the beginning of Batman Superman when he's destroying fucking the city and you see, uh, yeah, you see, ben I, I know it's, it's reused footage. I'm pretty sure from man of steel, but I'm just saying like, he's, He's you see Zod in these movies, but um, I mean, he has a film credit for it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, but it kind of goes to my same thing of Mark Hamill. Like, why do we keep fucking digging into that? Well, of Luke Skywalker. I don't, I think it's funny that Mark Hamill keeps getting voice acting jobs and he can only do one voice and it's the Joker. <laughs> He's in the machine. He's pretty funny. Yeah, he plays Burt Kreischer's dad. Yeah. Which is hilarious. But I I just I I would say he is the weakest part. And I think the main reason this movie did so poorly is the fact that and I and I said this well before the movie was released is the fact that I think people know it goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. It doesn't set up James Gunn's universe. In fact, it it almost half-heartedly fucks up the whole Snyderverse. Yeah, at the end, the end uh, scene before the credits roll, you find out that um, Barry Allen actually changed uh, the universe a little bit, and now George Clooney is Batman. Well, that was never going to continue. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was hilarious, but that's not going to, that was never going to continue. This movie has, has it, it, it just does. It goes nowhere. And why are people going to go invest themselves in a movie that they know goes nowhere? DC should have found a way, maybe push the release a little bit out, found a way for this to lead into James Gunn's universe. He should have found a way, but everything in this movie is inconsequential. So why are you going to go invest your time to watch this movie? I went and watched this movie because The Flash is one of my favorite comic book characters. I wanted to fucking see The Flash. I've been clamoring for a Flash movie for a decade. I wanted to see The Flash. And this was the first time that I saw the trailer for The Flash where I said, oh, this is actually feels like it's a good Flash. Like in Batman versus Superman, I thought, or uh, Justice League, I thought he was awful. I've always thought Ezra Miller was awful as a flash this is the first time I said, Oh, I actually like Ezra Miller as the flash. And I maybe, and I'd like to see this continue. Because this movie is, was supposed to be part of a big universe. It doesn't, it doesn't put a bow on the universe whatsoever. Like you look at Endgame, They could have ended the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe with Endgame right there because it puts a nice little bow 
on this storyline. There's no bow here. This movie was supposed to lead into other movies. Never mind the fact that Aquaman 2 still is coming out. The fuck? I hope the whole, I just hope all of Aquaman 2 is him passed out in a puddle. No, Max, I think you're, I think you're being short-sighted, dude. He says, you go see a movie to be entertained. I think people would much. No, uh, I agree. But with the superhero movies, you're invested. You're invested in this story. Mm-hmm. Just like you wrote out all 10 years of Marvel to get to Endgame. You're invested in the story that's being told. So, yes, you're going to be entertained, but you're also going to find out how the story ends. And this it doesn't. It doesn't. You're right. And it could have set up. I mean, I think they're bank. They were banking on it doing better than it did and potentially getting sequels to this and having it be. It's all kind of like Elseworld Elseworld stuff like they're going to do with the Batman and things like that. But it didn't really like I mean, spinning out of it, you're the, the actress who played Supergirl has said already said that she's been in talks with James Gunn in D.C. to continue her role as Supergirl. So that's probably who we're going to get as Supergirl in our uh, world, world of Tomorrow. Series, I'm here for movie. it. And so I'm, I think you're going to see a lot of stuff spin out of this. I don't necessarily think this is the last Flash you've seen. Um, they could continue on with this. I do. Are they going to continue on with Ezra Miller? I don't know. That's that's the hard thing is that I don't think I don't think they will personally. I think they will distance themselves from him now that this movie is out and it's released. Um, unless he, I mean, if he continues to get help, maybe they will continue to work with him in the future. But if he goes manic again, I think they will distance themselves from him. I think that, I think this movie just had a lot going against it. The controversy surrounding Ezra Miller, the fact, the controversy surrounding the entire DC Snyderverse, right? This movie is connected to those previous movies. I think the controversy surrounding Batgirl affected this. You know, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck, the whole Batgirl being shelved and destroyed or whatever the fuck it is. Kevin Smith came out and said that he has sources inside Warner Brothers that said they were ready to greenlight a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton, depending on how well this movie did. The Flash was the key holder on if we were going to get a Batman Beyond movie. And now that's very much up in the air with the way Flash is getting review bombed and and it is. There's been people that have left reviews on The Flash that when you read the review, you go, you didn't see this movie. There's no way you watch this movie because yeah. what you're saying makes no sense. So they're primed to make a billion dollars of the Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton. And this was kind of that that setting of off of that. I would have is, loved was the how Batman well Beyond this movie. Did. I've been clamoring for Terry, uh, Terry McGinnis. Is that his name? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've been clamoring. I like how you've been Bat- clamoring for him, but you can't even remember his name. <laughs> it's 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 been a, it's uh I've been clamoring for a Guinness. Well, for Batman Beyond, I just couldn't remember the fucking character's name. Because he hasn't been in a lot of stuff. Like they they the Batman Beyond animated series lasted what two seasons, three seasons? Mm, and there's been a there's been comic stretches, but he's kind of like I would say Miles Morales had more exposure than than Terry McGinnis did, you know, before mm-hmm. Miles Morales got his movie. But I never liked Ezra Miller as the Flash. 
this movie changed my opinion. Now I know Max and his cousin Tyler, they hated him in this movie. This Tyler, dude, Tyler's the one that blows my fucking mind because that dude thinks Stuber is the greatest piece of cinematic history ever made. <laughs> and he thinks that this movie is tr- lower than dog shit. <laughs> it blows my mind. This dude could sit here with a straight face and say, Stuber's a great fuck. It's a cinematic masterpiece. And he wants to be like the Flash is fucking dog. And shit. I want to be fair because I know that dude, if he's listening right now, he's he's going to say it. He came out later and said, I might have been too hasty on my opinion of Stuber. But the fact of the matter is he still said it. Right. And I'm going <laughs> to like hold we give it. you shit. We give you shit because what did you? Captain Marvel was a 10. Captain out of 10. Marvel, I get a 9.8. <laughs> if I have to be held to that shit, Tyler, you're getting held to Stuber's <laughs> the greatest piece of cinematic history ever made. And to be fair, you came out and later and said you were wrong about Captain Marvel. Yes. So, and there's been times that I saw a movie, and I was like, that movie was fucking phenomenal. And then later I'm like, eh, I don't think I like that. That Kelly McGillis is a great Batman. <laughs> um, there's been times that I've said this movie's incredible, and then I fucking change my opinion later. But so we're all allowed to do it. But you can't come out and say something's dog shit when that's on your resume, dude. When Stuber is on your and, resume. And like Max. Max didn't care for this movie, but I feel like he gave it, he gave it like a, what was it, like a four out of 10 or something like that, or seven out of 10. And I felt like, or four out of five, whatever he gave it. I felt like he gave it a very reasonable score, like for not really liking the movie. I felt like he gave it a very reasonable score because was it the best? No. The, my problem with this movie is the fact that they rehashed the Zod stuff. And no, it's not creative. Right, and they should have given you a. This is a flashpoint story. They should have given you a flashpoint. You should have had reverse. I was fine with them having the dark flash in this and being a Barry. Like, it's, it's you know, have that fit to his story. Have you don't even know who killed his mom? Like, you know, you didn't get to see reverse flash in this. You didn't get to see Professor Zoom or you know in this or even Boomerang or even any of the flashes rogues in this why do you have to tie it back to to man of steel to zod that was my biggest thing like you didn't even need to have supergirl in this movie like who who wrote this at all you know who wrote this uh i don't i can look though oh that's i don't want the tv show i want the the movie um you could have had the best fucking story you know Christina the Hodson. Why does it say story by John Francis Daly? He was involved in this? I guess. That's surprising to me. John Francis Daly wrote Homecoming, which was good. He wrote Dungeons and Dragons, which was good. John Francis Daly has written a lot of good shit. This doesn't seem to me like his style. And obviously, you know, DC and Warner Brothers have nothing but faith in this director because they went and handed him Batman and the Brave and the Bold in James Gunn's new universe. So, I don't know. Like, I agreed. It's 
I think the weak thing here is it's a story that you've seen before. You saw play out not that long ago on the Flash TV show. We all know the Flashpoint story because they did it in the TV show. We all know it And happens. that animated movie is like the best DC animated yeah. movie. Instead of, it confuses me, like, why didn't we get Thomas Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne in this? Like, I thought that was going to happen because I read a headline. The spoilers for this movie have been pissing me off. I read a headline that fucking um, Walking Dead, Negan, was in oh, this Jeffrey movie. Morgan. Yeah. He wasn't in this movie. No, he wasn't. Like, yeah, Keaton was was great. And it was great to see Keaton back. But, like, why didn't you stick to the Flash story? Why didn't you have it be Thomas Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne? Why didn't you have, like, you know, you didn't even need the Supergirl in there. Why didn't you have a single Flash villain in this? You know, why, why don't you have the Flash fighting his own villains? Why is he all of a sudden, at the very beginning of the movie, bailing Batman out? of bailing Batman out of a situation he caused due to the son of a Batman villain, Carmine Falcone. Like it just, there, it, it just, well, my, there, it was not much of a flash. Here's, here's my, and I'm going to piggyback off what you're saying, because I've been saying this since it was announced that they were going to adapt the flashpoint movie flashpoint. Why are we going straight to flashpoint? We haven't had nearly enough time to relate to his problems, right? To, to we haven't had time to relate to his misery of losing his mother or his dad being uh, in jail, uh, wrongfully convicted. We haven't like there should have been a Flash movie, and then go into Flashpoint Paradox, but we we barely had any Ezra Miller as a Flash. You can't mm-hmm. count Justice League. Because Justice League is not a Flash movie. He's a supporting character in that movie. It doesn't talk about really any of his story. We have no time. That's like that's like Spider-Man, the, the trilogy with Tom Holland. That's that's like making him forget all of his friends in the first movie and not the third one. Do you think it would have been as effective on the audience if they would have done a multiverse movie and he would have lost Mary Jane and Ned in the first movie I don't think so you made he didn't lose Mary Jane he lost Michelle Jones whatever you know what I'm talking about Zendaya (laughs) you took the Flash's most recognizable famous story and made it his first movie without ever having us relate to the character you know you know, one thing that bothered me is in batman superman Dawn of justice you get that scene when bruce wayne is in maybe it's justice league i can't remember at this point you get the scene where bat where bruce wayne's in the the bat cave and barry starts to come through to him and starts talking to him and then disappears you don't even see that in this movie that never happens in this movie. You don't even know why that happened. Right, exactly. And and Snyder was telling us, oh, you're going to find that out in the Flash. Like, it was always teased that we were going to find that out. And it makes perfect sense that he would, t- that we would find that out. But, God, I don't know, dude. This movie just chooses to say, hey, we know that the previous five movies sucked so this is supposed to be 
the branching of the timelines was both literal and and uh you know what i'm saying like it was supposed to be the beginning like this movie was primed to be the new beginning of the dc universe and instead it's the end i did like the jokes like with the eric stoltz back to the future stuff oh, that was funny but do you think that went over some people's heads yes i definitely do they should have there's there's footage out there of eric stoltz playing uh marty mcfly yeah they should have had somebody watching it they filmed the majority of the movie with eric stoltz and then when they showed it to test audiences it, it didn't test well so then mm -hmm. that's why they went and recast uh um michael j fox so there's like half the original back to the future movie out there with eric stoltz yeah they should have showed one of the people watching it and the thing would have been great. I thought it was clever how Infin or Endgame tells us Back to the Future is bullshit. And then this movie essentially tells us that you know, Endgame Endgame's is bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was clever, man. Like, we just had a movie not too long ago about time travel it, that told us everything we knew about time travel was bullshit. And then the Flash tells us, no, everything you know about time travel, including Endgame, is bullshit. Oh, I would probably say, uh, Barbarian Kung Fu says, how long do you think I'll have to wait till I get this on the Max app? I would say probably end of August, mid-September. Yeah, I would say probably. I mean, if it, I think it's bet. still, I think people are, like, it's still making a little bit of money, and they're going to try to recoup as much of it as they can. So, I think I think another big box office drop pushes it sooner than rather than later. I definitely think, yeah, I definitely think September probably. Yeah, we just found out that Guardians, which was released in May, the beginning of May, right, mm -hmm. uh, is is going to hit digital on July seventh. I think is what they said. Um, not yet on Disney Plus, but you'll be able to purchase it digital and guardians of the galaxy i think performed better than this movie and that's that's just yeah well much. i think you'll definitely be able to per you'll probably be able to purchase this on digital um i would probably say in july towards the end of july but maybe hitting it on the max app you're probably waiting till august september i i think i think maybe digital mid-august is is my guess just because this came out mid-june end of july I th it feels like two months is the now you're gonna have to wait even longer for spider-verse because spider-verse is still making money yeah well and then they have now two or three different theatrical versions of it is there really yeah what's different uh i don't i know that they went back and like um oh, i heard the sound the was sound fixed. yeah and some of it and then there's another version, I think, that has some extra stuff in it. So, interesting. They want you to go back and see that movie multiple times. I want to go see it again. I walked out of the theater and said, "Damn, I need to go see that movie again." And if the Flash didn't come out, and no, the flat, if the Flash didn't come out, I would have went and saw Spider Man again. Max wants to go see it tonight. Yeah, it's already almost ten. <laughs> Um, 
because I have no interest in seeing Transformers. <laughs> no interest whatsoever. I know, Matt, you liked it, right? I did. I liked it a lot. I have no interest, but I'm not a Transformers guy. I'm not. It's not my thing. I don't know. I'm kind of getting tired on superhero movies, though, to where the point where, like, I'm actually excited to see stuff that's non-superhero. Like, I was really looking forward to The Whale. I like that movie a lot. That movie's Really looking fantastic. forward to uh, the new Wes Anderson movie that just came out, uh, Nuclear Town or whatever, um, or Astro City or Astro Town or whatever it's called. Um, I want to go see that. But I want to see Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. That's that's one I really want to go see. I mean, I would definitely say that if you haven't seen a flash in theaters already, you'd probably best just Yeah, Asteroid City. Thank you, Joe's doing. I want to see that. Um if you haven't seen a flash in theaters yet, it's you might as well just wait till it comes out on digital at this point. Yeah, there's nothing Mission Impossible might be good, but no, I don't know if I need to go see it. Movies. <laughs> Do you see that they the the they said that the dirt bike scene that they show in the trailer they where, did it first. Yeah, he jumps off a cliff on a dirt bike for no goddamn reason. They did it first just in case he died. <laughs> like, it was his idea. <laughs> fucking super morbid. Just in case they don't make this this fucking uh jump. It's like Homer jumping over fucking Springfield Gorge. He suggested that. Hey, let's I'm shoot sure this scene first in, in case I in case die. I die. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, dude. What a blatant disregard for your own life. He's just that dedicated to his craft, man. Ooh, Blue Beetle. I want to see Blue Beetle. And Blue Beetle has been James Gunn officially announced that's the start of his universe. Dude, I know. And that's that makes no sense. Because he was like, oh no, Superman, um, Superman Legacy is gonna be the start of my my DC universe. And now he's saying Blue Beetle is. So uh, maybe Blue Beetle unless unless good. Blue Beetle bombs. Yeah, and then I'll be like, ah, this is this isn't no 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 no. You misquoted me. But you don't think if the flash would have made gangbusters that he would said, okay, now we have to include Dude, some of this. I mean, really, like you had they had Stephen King coming out and praising this movie. They had Tom Cruise uh coming out and talking about this movie. Like, how much more publicity do you need for gangbusters for this movie? Where they're like praising it, like, oh my god, it's an innovation in, in cinematography. And it's like all right, cool, man. I can't wait to see this. And it felt like more, it was to me, the best thing we've gotten out of the Snyderverse in a long time. Like DC wise, it doesn't touch the dark Knight stuff. It doesn't touch man of steel. It doesn't touch, you know, the Joker. It doesn't touch any of that stuff. But you know, right now for me, it's probably the second best Snyderverse movie. It probably goes Man of Steel, this, and then Justice League, the Snyder cut for me. Like those are no Wonder Wonder Woman. The first Wonder Woman's probably up there too. It probably goes Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, then this for me. Wonder Woman's probably my top. Shazam, this, then Man of Steel. I didn't really care for Man of Steel that much. I'm finding it interesting that that's your top movie because you're not a Spider Man or a Superman fan. No, I mean, just DC wise, it is. Um, has James gonna said anything about including Blue Devil 
and Swamp Thing in his vision. Swamp Thing, yes, they have announced a Swamp Thing movie. Uh, it's a shame that show didn't continue because that show was actually pretty good. Yeah. The Swamp so, yes, Thing they show. are going to continue on Swamp Thing. He's already announced that. I don't know about Blue Devil or if you meant Blue Beetle. Um, it's weird that they're just coming out now and saying, oh, yeah, Blue Beetle is going to be the start of. I just think it's because it doesn't fit anywhere and they don't want it to be an Elseworld. So that way, if it's good and people love it, they can keep going with it. If it's bombs and sucks, they can push it away to the side. The trailer looks funny. The trailer makes me interested in seeing it. It does feel a little bit Iron Man. Like his suit even looks like Iron Man's suit. I get very Iron Man, Spider-Man, uh, Homecoming vibes from it. Yeah. And it's just weird seeing George Lopez with a mullet. BVS, I'm not a fan of Batman versus Superman. The extended cut or unlimited edition is much better than the theatrical theatrical version because the the theatrical version, and I, I'm, I'm referencing Max's comment. He says Batman versus Superman's is top. The theatrical version has so many fucking plot holes in it. And the extended edition fixes it a little bit. I don't believe in in encounting extended editions. I'm I'm only going off theatrical releases because Batman's because fucking Je- Zack Snyder's Justice League, he got to drop more money into it and got years, and he got to sit there and listen to what fans didn't like about the the well, you know cut him and Whedon put out and then fix it and it still wasn't good he made it longer not better my biggest issue with that is he considers himself so much of an artist to his own detriment i hate the way that movie was displayed like looking for like this through an old camera mm-hmm. like the aspect ratio i fucking hate that dude you're the same dude that made sucker punch Get off your fucking high horse. You made, made Army of the Dead. He made fucking um, Watchmen, for God's sakes. Yeah. Ruined the end of that movie. And hate the, hate the end of that movie. Because it's not a giant octopus. Yeah. The show is show is light years better than Watchmen. I don't know about that. I love the show, dude. And they're not they're not doing a second season. It bumps me out. I like that show a lot. But uh, Watchmen was good up until they fucked up the end. But uh, Snyder considers himself this big artist, dude, and you're not. You're a little bit more talented than Michael Bay, but you're you're he's not an artist either, dude. Like I don't go to the movies. Like I don't go to your movies. To, like if I want to see that shit, I'm gonna go see an A24 movie because I'm expecting. Well, not just that, but like if your name's not Scorsese or Wes Anderson or fucking Nolan. even Quentin Tarantino or Nolan, like you know, I don't know. Why did you feel you had to be so fucking experimental with a superhero movie, dude? Like I bought a big ass TV with high definition for a reason, and I want to see my fucking superhero movies to the full capacity of my television. Yeah. I, I I don't know. That's the only that's the only thing I really didn't like about that. But I will admit it is much 
is light years better than the theatrical version that we got from uh, Joss Whedon. Yeah, I don't know. Out, dude. You see that? But I'm getting comfortable, man. <laughs> the Flash was a good movie. Like I said, for me, it's the, some of the better stuff that come out of the Snyderverse. Uh, I would definitely not mind seeing it again once it's on HBO Max. Oh, I'll watch it again. I'll watch this again before I watch Shazam 2. But, hey, we forgot one thing about uh, in our tier of movies. I what? think we both had James Gunn's Suicide Squad pretty high up there. Uh, I'd put this above Suicide Squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, I forgot Peacemaker. So, yeah, so it'd probably be, honestly, okay, if, if we're going to so it'd be Peacemaker, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, this, then Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, yes. It's different than James Jay Gunn's or... Suicide Squad. Which now, you hear the new campaign? They're clamoring for an air cut. Yeah, well, whatever. You, you don't think HBO or Warner Brothers learned their mistake by letting Zack Snyder have free reign of his? They're not gonna. They're not gonna have an Ayers cut. Who cares that? Who cares anymore? Like that's my whole thing. It doesn't like, lead why into do you anything. Care anymore? Yeah. It doesn't lead into anything. All it is is DC fanboys that hate Marvel, and believe that DC is the best thing in the world. That that's why they clamored for Snyder for, for Snyder cut because they believe that it's better than anything Marvel has produced. And the fact of the matter is, the only thing that comes even close to anything Marvel's produced is wonder woman as far as tone as far as uh, complete story like wonder woman i would put it among the best of um the marvel movies it's up in that upper echelon to me barbarian destin did we like black adam uh it's a movie <laughs> it's about my issue with black it. adam is it's not a black adam movie it's the it's a rock movie and I honestly thought that it was going to do better because it's a rock movie, but I think the rock is starting to wane on people a little bit. I think for me, it's the, the fact that they chose to incorporate Superman in it instead of having him face off against Shazam. But... I think black Adam failing is part of the reason why Shazam too. Like, I think if black Adam would have, felt more inclusive to the entire universe shazam 2 might have done better dude i feel like shazam 2 was on max in like because no one went and saw it yeah i still haven't watched it and it's on hbo max warner brothers stabbed themselves on the foot dude they said after black adam was released that's it they they got james gunn right didn't that when the news broke that james gunn was coming in it was about december Mm, yeah so after Black Adam, Black Adam bombed, they announced James Gunn. Nobody felt the need to like go to the theaters and see these movies because they knew it wasn't going anywhere. Like well, I really I think, think that was a big handcuff to them. There too, I think it was like The Rock was trying to make a power play. He was he was overusing his his star reach because he made it to where he said the only way I'm doing Black Adam is if Henry Cavill is back as Superman. So they came, they did that. They announced him as Superman. They announced another Superman movie with him. And then like, yeah, like December, November, December timeframe when the James Gunn news broke, then all of a sudden Henry Cavill's out. 
and the rock was trying to make this big power play for you know his production company ruling dc now and that backfired and the the fact of the matter is it was really the merger the merger of the sell from at&t to discovery and the murder merger of warner's discovery is really what what killed all of this because they shelved Batgirl and they started shelving movies. And remember there was a wonder twin movie um, mm-hmm. with the dude who plays Archie from Riverdale supposed to be in it. And they canned that. And then they canned Batgirl. And then they were like, all right, we're going to, they fired the dude who was head of the film division then hired James Gunn and handed the reins over to him. And then that's when all of this stuff started changing to where the flash is going to be the end. And all of a sudden blue beetle came out of nowhere. And it, it was just like, this mishmash of really like who or what are you going to believe and what can we get out there? But it really felt like it was because the, the rock overstayed his welcome. And by trying to force them to bring back Henry Cavill and do all this stuff and then put him in this position. And then his movie bombs. It's like, Oh, all right, well, we don't really need you anymore. See you later. And if it would have been successful, there would be no James Gunn DC. Exactly. Black Adam would have, if Black Adam would have been a box office darling, The Rock would have gotten his wish. But the fact of the matter is, The Rock cared more about making a Rock movie than he did yeah, about making a Black Adam. Black was very Adam much movie. The Rock playing The Rock playing Black Adam. It really yeah. wasn't. There he, was no like. I, I, I've said it before. Like I said, I, I felt like that whole movie. He was just emotionless through it. Mm-hmm. There was no. And there's reason. parts of that movie that I like. There's parts of that movie that I like. There's a lot of parts of that movie that I don't like. But this is like Flash is light years better than Black Adam. Yes. Light years. Black Adam is probably in the lower, you know, probably just above Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I'd, I'd rather watch Black Adam again before Wonder Woman 1984. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. 1984 is worse than Black Adam. Yeah. Um Birds of Prey is down there too. Birds of Prey was bad. Yes, it was. You know, I was just looking up the screenwriter for The Flash. Um the screen the person the screenwriter wrote Birds of Prey. Yeah. So for The Flash. Also wrote Bumblebee, which Bumblebee is probably the best of the Transformers franchise in my opinion. It's uh, it's up there. I still think the first one. Do you like how I called Ish out on on Facebook Messenger? What? <laughs> he goes, "This was the least expensive Transformers movie," and turns out, and I said, "Bumblebee wasn't." He goes, "No, this is way less expensive to produce, and it's like fifty million less than, or fifty million more than Bumblebee, fifty million more than the first Transformers." <laughs> yeah. I don't think he liked that I called him out. (laughs) All right. Well, like I said, Flash was not terrible. It it kind of feels like the DC EU went out with a whimper instead of a bang. Um, It could have been huge. It could have been so much better. Yeah. I think that's my biggest regret is, is, or my biggest disappointment is, the Flashpoint storyline could have been huge. And my thing is like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, I forget who said it in the chat, but someone's like, The Flash shouldn't be leading his own movie. He can lead his own movie. It's just they didn't 
we weren't invested enough in the character to feel it wasn't blowing even, up his entire his, universe. You had the Flash in a Superman story. It's pretty much what it was. Yeah, because he doesn't have any of his own rogues. It's you know he's going back in time to save his his dad or his mom, but then he somehow ends up wrapped around in all this General Zod stuff that Clark Kent you know, that Superman should have stopped in the first place. So he he doesn't even in his own movie he doesn't get billing for it to be his own movie. So it's like it was fun for what it was, but especially after it's been was pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. It could have been so much better than what we got. Let me ask you. Do you think that these characters just can't exist on the screen together? Who? Like, do you think a DC universe is just better if they're all just standalone movies? No, I think they can exist together. And I think you get a good Justice League movie if you go to the Mar- if you actually spend time to flesh out these characters and giving them a real reason to be together instead of just throwing them together in a hodgepodge of a movie because the and only then, the only ones that have done well are the ones that don't have any connection to anything else well i think that's because other than those ones they've all tried to tie into the Snyderverse. so like, but even I, wonder woman like the movie wonder the first wonder woman like we knew that she was part of it but it doesn't really have like it could be a standalone movie yeah you know what i mean the suicide squad could be a standalone movie i mean look at shazam for all intents and purposes shazam is a standalone movie and it's yeah you liked it but it's not relatively well praised movie yeah but i mean the batman with robert pattinson came out and the batman did great and then joker came out i think that's all in tone it's all in tone and understanding the character but that's that's my question so the Batman we know, but from Christopher Nolan movies and the Robert Pattinson movie, that the darker tone works for Batman. Mm-hmm. But you can't throw that's I think that's where Snyder went wrong. You can't throw the Flash in that. You can't throw Superman in that because he is the Boy Scout. He's the ultimate symbol of exactly. good. He is he is lighthearted, you know, he's not dark and gritty and broody like that. Like he needs to be lighthearted. He's the ultimate Boy Scout. He's the number one symbol of of truth justice in the american way or you know in he's he is or truth justice and equality for all whatever his new mantra is but it's like he's that ultimate symbol of good and batman's that all is always that ultimate symbol of dark they're like yin yang that's why it works and when you try to make them both dark and gritty it it really doesn't work I'm going to look at the DCEU ranked by by Rotten Tomatoes now. I know Rotten Tomatoes is just one. You know, there's lots of different things that can show rankings, but I just want to see. So top is Peacemaker, which goes in line to what both you and I were saying. It's the best DCU, EU, which now I guess it's it's the really the only one that looks like it's going to jump both, right? Yeah. Next is Wonder Woman. Third is Shazam. Then it's James Gunn's Suicide Squad. And then for some weird fucking reason, it's Birds of Prey. Then it's Zack Snyder's Justice League, The Flash, Aquaman, 1984, Man of Steel, Shazam 2, Joss Whedon's Justice League, Black Adam, Batman vs. Superman, and then David Ayer's Suicide Squad. 
I agree with most of this list. I think Birds of Prey is up too high. Yeah. But really, when it's talking about when I was saying what my favorite DC movies uh, properties are, this kind of follows what I said for me. Except the Mm. Flash would be over Zack Snyder. Yeah, and if it if you're Tyler somehow uh Stuber works his way in there. <laughs> but Shazam, the first one has a 90% Rotten Tomatoes score. Wonder Woman has a 93, Peacemaker has a 94, so they're all pretty close together. And then the Suicide Squad is actually tied with Shazam with 90%. And then you have a drop, Birds of Prey 79%, Zack Snyder 71%, The Flash 66%. Aquaman, 65%. It's way better than Aquaman. 1984, 1984, 58%. Man of Steel, 56%. Shazam, Fury of the Gods, 49%. Joss Whedon's Justice League, 39%. Black Adam, 38%. Batman versus Superman, 29%. And Suicide Squad, 26%. Yeah, Birds of Prey was hot dog shit. I don't know why that birds of prey though. I think um, birds and prey had a lot of, um, Oh, how do I want to say this? Had a lot of um, political stuff attached to it because it's a superhero movie. That's led exclusively by women. So kind of like captain Marvel does. Um, I think that there's a um, an agenda attached to it that that the, yeah. that that crowds have put onto it. I think crowds think that they're supposed to like it because it's a female led movie, a superhero movie exclusively or uh, specifically, which I think is a shame. Because Wonder Woman's a female-led superhero movie, and Wonder Woman's great. You know what my least favorite? So Joe's Doolin said. Uh, no, I don't. But I'm sure you're going to tell me. 1984. Joe's Doolin says 1984 had the dumbest story ever. My biggest issue with with 1984 is um, Pedro Pascal, who's the internet's boyfriend right now. Oh, and the fact that um, she's supposed to be a strong, independent woman, and she's so hung up over Steve Trevor. Right. A strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Really? Are you sure about that? <laughs> you basically you sure about almost that? broke the universe because you wanted Steve Trevor. Are you sure about that? <laughs> oh, well. What are you going to do? Yeah, Birds of Prey. I agree. Even though I think Margot Robbie's the best part of that movie. Birds of Prey, the only reason I'd ever watch it again is because of Margot Robbie. But they kind of wasted um oh Ramona from from uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead, that's her name. They kind of wasted her. A little bit. I don't know. But that's our thought. So out of ten, what would you give the flash? So Max gave it what a four or five of ten? Mm, I think seven out of ten. Out of ten, it, it's a, it's a solid seven for me. 
Yeah, I, I think I concur. I think I agree with you. Is Huntress Mar- Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Is that yes. who she plays? Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. But I like her more than than for just her performance. <laughs> but. but I don't know, man. I, I think... I don't know. I think you just had a bunch of people that were involved with these these movies that just they don't have that strong attachment to the to the source material. And I think we see that with um with Marvel now too. I mean, we had Taika Watiti who Matt and I are both big fans of Taika Watiti. But Taika Waititi did not want to make a Thor movie, which is evident because he completely blew up everything Thor was to make his movie with his his humor is all over that movie, Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. And he blew up the character because he thought the character was bland. The Thor movie would be awesome if somebody actually made it that understands the fucking character. Or you have the Russos who love comic books and have themselves said that they're huge comic book fans make Endgame and infinity war and um winter soldier and those are all fantastic movies or you have james gunn james gunn is a big comic book nerd made guardians of the galaxy great movie but then you get fucking Zack snyder that wanted to make sucker punch-esque movies you really like if you put sucker punch in the middle of this universe like it's the same tone the same kind of writing. He doesn't change at all. He made a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm excited to see what the future holds. Are you? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what James Gunn has to offer. Um <laughs> Guardians, let's put it this way. This universe is going to kick off with a bang. It's James with, Gunn's style. With Blue Beetle? No. Or Superman. With Superman. It's going to kick off with a bang with Superman. And then James Gunn's going to get very James Gunnsy. And depending on his involvement, I think the success of this universe really depends on his involvement. How much is he more of a um consultant like kevin feige and yeah. how much of his of this is he got his fingers in because in my eyes the less he's got his fingers in and the more he's consulting the better um otherwise everything's just gonna start start feeling very james gunsy and by the end of it we're gonna be left with with guardians three which but you know in all intents and purposes was a great movie but it was no guardians one yeah, the guard, it's much better in Guardians 2. It is much better than Guardians 2, yes, but that's not hard to do. But I think um the part that makes me nervous about James Gunn, I was I old- was all on board with him running the universe. But as soon as he said I'm directing Superman, that makes me nervous. I knew it was gonna happen because you're not going to have a director like him kick off a universe and he's not going to be the first one to put his stamp on it. I just think he he's more he's more suited for the ensemble movies. Like mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, Peacemaker. It's like yeah, there's a main character but like Peacemaker is all about like his group, right? His team. Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Superman, like you ha- like in Superman, you have to it's a one person movie. It's like Iron Man or anything else. Like I just he gets like the group team type movies and Superman's not that. Well, I mean he can be cuz he's going to be younger so he can have Jimmy Olsen, he can have Lois, like he can have that group feel to it. And it could come off very very feeling very much like um, or Peacemaker did. You know, but it's just I don't know. I'm not really I'm not going to bet against him yet, but I'm not really going to sit here and say he's going to be the savior that DC needs. Yeah. I just I just I'm cautiously hope. optimistic. I'm hoping it'd be nice to see something new, but we're going to find out real soon. What is it next year? Superman or two years? Uh, I want to say two years. I want to say 2025. So we'll see how it goes. Probably lo- probably longer now with the writer strike. So you don't think he's there because he's writing it. You don't think he's still writing it. I don't know. He's just not turning in papers. I don't see how if you're an artist that writes scripts, like I'm not writing anything else until the strike is finished no you're an artist dude you're gonna go home and write stuff you're just not gonna turn it in yeah well, i'm sure they're still writing yeah 100 percent. you know and then when the strike is over you'd be like oh guess what here's 100 pages yeah <laughs> i'm gonna take a three-week vacation now <laughs> yeah i don't know but all right buddy close this up here's 100 pages of some of the best shit i've ever written what's up you know? <laughs> all right cool all right, well, that'll do it for our show. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us in the two hours and 33 minutes as we took this fucking deep train all over the goddamn tracks tonight. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's my fault. Nah, it was kind of both of us. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys uh, had a good time. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Joe's dueling. Thank you, uh, Barbarian Kung Fu. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Stumbling Jedi. Thank you to my lovely wife. And everyone else who tuned in on the replay, thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, if it's your first time stumbling upon us and you like this, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button and turn the bell on for notifications. And make sure to come back here tomorrow at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, or well, sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific time for uh Saturday night special. We got some good stuff over there. You want to miss the, the hot comic book news of the week over there. And uh, for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I am Lance. Saying, will we be here next week? I don't know. It's uh, Arrivederci. Yeah, it's like, uh, your guess is as good as mine. We'll try. <laughs> but, you know, if not, we'll see you in two weeks. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you freaks and geeks, let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek! We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink some Cosby wine. (laughs) We'll drink some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. (laughs) See you next time. I'm the absolute